1-1. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 105 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. We're heading into day three of the Perth Racing Masters Series. And uh, once again, I'm alongside the one and only Perth Racing Guru for our Kingston Town Classic Stakes Day Edition. Hello, Guru. Hello, Mr. Ryan. How are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Have we got a bit of Masters fatigue, do you think? Um, no interview, no guest. We, uh, we, we sort of just sort of sort of uh, just cruised in this morning. Yeah, a little bit. I, it's, it's nice sometimes though, just to be able to. Uh, obviously, we've got a couple of big names on the Mastermind. Yeah, of course. Um, yes. But yeah, it's nice sometimes just to, to relieve the... Um, I guess the the duties that are required, and just just strip it down to the bare bones where we all begun, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just to just attack the day, Armano on Armano. Yes, well, I mean, it, I I don't get to the races very much at all, and going out last on railway stakes day, then again last Saturday, it does sort of I don't know how the industry participants just roll up mm. <laughs> week in week out, day in day day out, because it does sort of wear you down a bit, especially when you're immersed in the game, but. Um, Yes, it's uh, day three of the Masters, Kingston Town Classic Day, the third of our $1 million Group 1 races. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to. Regional card as well. There's, a, there's some good racing on the undercard that we're going to get to in our preview. But first of all, big thanks to Brad Rewilla. He came on for a chat last uh, last Thursday in um, ahead of um, Elite Street, um, his rider board Elite Street in the Winterbottom Stakes. Uh, Brad gave up his time, um, thankfully, and um, he missed chatting to the guru, of course, because I you... had a chat with him after the race oh, on you Saturday. Did? Yeah, and because... I saw him in the Rock Magic Room, and yeah, um, yeah we got to have a bit of a about a bit of a chat about it then, a bit of a debrief from the yep. day that was, uh, well, for him, I guess, a slightly disappointing winter bottom stakes outcome with <laughs> Elite Street, obviously, um, but he did still pick up the uh, regional yes championship Kendall, final with Kendall's Kendall's, uh, Kendall's me dad. First things first, people will want to know. People want to know how Spotty. How Spotty. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Spotty is well. He's allowed to go for a walk again as of today, so everyone can stop uh, stop worrying. There, there's just been flowers and reefs and cards just coming in all week for him. Yeah. Um, none filled with cash, which has been disappointing. <laughs> but uh, no, to there's, cover, there's been cover the their concerns <laughs> been the concerns been overwhelming. When I say overwhelming, there's been one tweet, but um, it was a it was a lovely tweet. No, the big fellas were already. Uh, if we didn't take him in, it was it was quite lucky because we were umming and ahhing whether to take him in but he swallowed a bone and if it stayed in there, it could have done some proper damage. So he actually had to get cut open. He got knocked out, cut open, got it whipped out and then had to roll around in a cone. But um, yeah, next couple of nights were hard work because he was fairly disorientated so I had to stay up with him and basically lay next to him on the ground. And um, yeah, it was it was uh, tough work for both of us, I reckon, but uh, he's back to full health now. Well, Very still good. recovering, but you know, close yeah. to full health. He's himself. That is great to hear. I'm really I'm relieved. Will we be seeing Spotty around in the one one Yeah, you will. Well, he's gone back I'm to. Uh, yeah, well, I've I've had him for six eight months, um, looking after him for a friend, and well, she lived with me before that for a year or so. So he's been here for the best part of two years. But um, 
Uh, Jared, my mate, who lived here as well, we've, uh, we're both going to have some type of custody. I think he's staying there next weekend. He's going to be here sort of every third week type thing for co- five, six, co-parenting. eight years. Co-parenting. 100%. Very, so, uh, very 2021. You'll have your leg hump again. Leg humped again, don't Can't you worry. Wait. So are you, Bradley. Bradley was a bit worried that he um, he wouldn't get the spotty leg hump. You didn't get your leg humped last week, did you? Yes. That was, That's when you knew. That was Red massive, flag. massive alarm bells were yeah, going off. Yeah. That's a No, I'm, I'm glad to hear that all is well with the spot man and hopefully we get to catch up mm. with the with the great man very very soon back to the racing uh well it was a bit of rinse and repeat last saturday wasn't it the the vortex spinning and mm. graceful girl left uh left everyone uh, sort of gasping trying to work out exactly what had happened thoughts on the window bottom terry um yeah i well, from a personal point of view i was pretty pretty flat as just as a punter i think it's always nice to hear punting stories as well like i've gone into that race with and I, i've had a really i've had a really 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 big bet on will chino average price nine bucks and i've got 12 dollars elite street they jumped i think they both jumped sub three dollars mm, fair. like that's you can't do much more you cannot do much more so from a punting point of view it was it was pretty flattening but from a race point of view just be wary what we take out of that yeah. race because Will Chano stopped on them. Half of them have got held up. Red Cam Man, Cup Knight, um, Carrie Carper. Was I see Red. Chano. I see Red. I see oh. Red. Luke was really flat after the race. Um, it, it, I think the emotions of it straight away, he said he thinks he should have won. I think in retrospect, he knows he wouldn't have beat that. But who knows? He might have run second. He might yeah. have run. Because, yeah, it's two starts in a row. Where we just don't know with yeah, I see Red. I see Red. So it was a – Even, I, even uh, did you mention Rock, Rocky? Rocky as yeah. well, yeah. Rock yeah. Magic. Yep. Yeah, the, the team will tight with that. Still hit the line nice. So I'm glad they finished in the top ten and got their prize money as well for that because he deserved to. He deserved to hit the line like he did. And he still hit the line nicely. So um, there was some solace for me in the way he finished off that race. But um, yeah, it was just an ugly, an ugly winter bottom. When Will Chano missed it slightly and never looked happy in the run, it was gone with 600 to go. Yeah. Um, obviously, Elite Street bled, and the five horses that finished one, two, three, four, five were all the, the wide yeah, runners the running markers, on. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. I'd be really wary um, about that form line. Graceful girl deserved a win. I don't get me wrong, but how much she's beaten them by? I yeah, big query on that stage man running second type form. You know, so um, just wanted to touch on that. Yeah. So Graceful girl has settled last, gone around every runner, and basically just gave them a beat down. So just dissecting the race as you said i graceful girl obviously is she's a group one horse she can you know for a fact that she's gonna she's probably only gonna get better with she, yeah I, she, she's, I a, she's a young horse she's very lightly raced 2022 look out east coast she's gonna she's gonna win a big group one over there you can just tell also she even like even during the winter she stretched out to 14 bob was adamant that the winter bottom was her race we sort of thought the railway i'm a bit over bob as well yeah. well, i'm a bit not over bob it's not his fault in the slightest i'm just like i don't know it's just it's not that fun it's well, just not it's not that enjoyable like bob winning them all like it's it's every big race like as a like you really have to target the caricata and two-year-old race if you want to target features because the team he's bringing in and i know i sound salty in that sense and i probably am a little bit and probably a little bit envious and jealous but um i don't know i, I don't get the same sort of oh wow 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 it's losing it now for me a bit just seeing the same like these great horses churned out year after year it's wonderful it's, it's great to see great horses but just in the same colors every year like i think yeah i'm, I'm definitely a bit i sound a bit salty the way i'm talking but i just I don't know. It's just lo- it's losing a bit on me. Yeah, I love watching Arcadia Queen. I love watching Western Empire. We saw Regal. We saw we see them all. Yeah, just be nice for a few more to be in different silks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but the thing is with with Saturday, right? <laughs> Graceful Girl wins and wins in devastating fashion. But 
Elite Street Bleeds. Uh, Stage Mounted Bella. Will Chino has had to, um, post race has had to go and had a, a knee clean up, knee, knee surgery. So she's going to be out for the best part of 12 months. 12 uh, months? Yeah, she's oh, going to wow. be back for, well, they're going to give her enough time and she might be back for the the series of races that lead into the winter bottom next year. Okay. So she could come back earlier, but there's no real point unless you yep. have a target a race like the Bofine in the winter. So, um, so the two favourites, like just everything just goes wrong for mm-hmm. them. And the um, fact that one of them went wrong on the leader, that ch- that ruined that line. Like you saw my little preview. Yeah. I ambitiously tip Caracapo for third, yeah. giving, you know, the toe on Will Chino gives the kick and that's yeah. your winning line. Yeah. That just cooked it for so much. I saw someone pop Paddy Carberry's ride on, um, Cup on Cup Night. I don't think that's fair because if, say, that race has a pattern where Will Chano gives the kick and that, that line's hot, Cup Knight runs into second potentially, and that's the ride of the day. And those horses out wide flash, but because he saved the ground, he yeah, split second decision. The back marker over 1,200, geez, you're, you're in a uh, – yeah, it's a, it's a tough old, tough old game. It is. I mean, it's, I think the Will Chino thing threw a lot of people out. It might have even thrown Brad Willer out a little bit on the Leech Street. He might have been the, uh, that little bit like – had one eye on Will Chino because she's going so well and she's going to be the leader. But he, I think he could tell early in the race that yeah. Elite Street wasn't herself. Yeah. Him, himself. Just want to touch on Elite Street. So it's Graceful Girls won by two and three-quarter lengths. So I'm just going to do a little bit of – this is a hypothetical maths, maths, Terry. With an F. Yeah. So Elite Street has run its last 200 in 12.02. Graceful Girl has run her last 200 in 11.28. So just for argument's sake, I'm just trying to bring the race into more so of about a four lengths, more, four lengths? more of a perspective. It, say Elite Street runs the same last 200 metres as Stage Man. So Stage Man's run 11.66. Graceful Girl wins by a long neck, mm-hmm. right? So could you imagine the, the, the thrilling winter bottom with Elite Street Graceful kicking, Girl. Graceful Girl coming like a two-horse war? That was what we were set up for. Mm. But clearly... And the figures actually show this because Graceful Girl was matching Elite Street speed between the four and the two, but obviously the the bleed kicked in and he was uh, he was a spent force at the two hundred. But he would have only have had to run home marginally quicker than Stage Man, which we know he can do to have won the race. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying about the massive queries around good maths, yeah, is is that. Graceful Girl was dominant, but there was some mitigating factors and that we have to sort of consider moving forward. But once again, Bob, Pike, Peters, they're, they're the ones who uh, take advantage Whoa. of the situation, don't they? So, mm. um, but anyway, it was was run, won, and, you know, and again, last year's winter bottom was there was a lot of hard luck stories as well. Yep. There was um, leaders that they they died in, in the, we in the straight. It seems to have been... A long time, I'm thinking probably Barracky almost, when WA has had a lot of our best our best short course runners are sitting sprinters, mm. aren't they? Like if you think about a lot of the best ones over race, oh, most, the most foolproof ones are you jump on speed, off you go. Um, I suppose Fab, Fab she was. Fab yeah. she was never winter bottom though, no. after the 1200. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like a lot of the good ones that have come across in one hour race, your bufferings and um, – Geez, help me out here, Beach. Hey, Docs. Hey, Docs. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so they've won three of the last, what, six between them. Winter mm. Bottoms, uh, Barracky before that, Magnificio parked on speed winning it. Um, yeah, since then we've produced a lot of our best ones are sitting sprinters. And, geez, over, it's hard enough to sit and sprint and win a race over a mile, but over 1,200, the little split, to sec- split second decisions become integral and, yeah, they can change the 
Yeah, you, you don't get. There's no room for error. Basically. Yeah, but good yeah. day out though. Yeah, it was a good day out, wasn't it? It was warm. It was very well done warm. To Bradley declared graceful girl as well. We give Brad a hard time, but well done to Bradley. Bradley Beck. He kept the faith, didn't he? He did keep yeah. the faith. Yeah, absolutely declared it. Um, and again, you got to. What more can you say about Team Williams? Like she put in a, she won first up, put in a dodgy one second up. They. You know, they it looked like the window bottom was a bit of a pipe dream after that thousand meter run behind Will Chino. And then they just make some changes, they put the blinkers on, run second in the Reeves, and then on the big day, she just puts it all together with uh, an amazing so the Grant and Alana and their team, too bloody good once again. So hundred percent. And um yeah, there's a bit happening in that world as well, which has been one, well covered in the West Australian and on Tab Radio with uh, Grant and Alana looking to expand their operation good on next them. year. Yeah, I reckon too. Good on I yeah. don't understand it's not a big story for me. Grant and Alana are basically said, look, we're gonna continue to train for Bob, but you know, we we wanna have success with other owners. We wanna have a bit of fun with other owners. We wanna I think, we I just think- wanna look at what else we've got out there. So yeah. we're just gonna minim a, a little bit less with Bob. And more with other people. And people are oh, big fallout, big. It's not at all. They've just obviously said, we want to mix things up. We want to try something different. Yes, we've had great success. We've had great success for how long have they been together for? Five, 10 years? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Grant and Alana have been like yeah. five years or so. and But Grant prior to that on his own. Yeah, with Bob. Yeah, 10 yeah, years. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, just, it's not a big story. It's yeah. good. It's good for racing. Yeah, I think it'd be good for them too. Uh, well, I'm mainly hoping that Bob's. <laughs> have, some, have some fun. <laughs> I'm hoping that Bob's good ones go to, um, go to some other trainers that don't takes a bit longer to figure them all out. Yeah, yeah, give us all the chance. Yeah, no, so, but that's off to them. But we saw some pretty good performances on the day, just recapping the front bar, serious, serious uh, sprinting filly. That was a that was a quality mm. win. She even got a mention by the big ratings guys over in uh, in Melbourne on Twitter during the week. Everything went wrong. Yeah. Got good. out to our prize as well. Yeah. that's That was the best part about yeah. it. So got his, uh, what was the other one? Got his chosen, never did. No. Um, the other two we sort of set, keep an eye on the prize. So, yeah, the front bar touched three – Two fifty, I think, for a fair two sixty for yeah. a bit there. Triple so. missile was excellent. Actually, a faster time than the winter bottoms. That three deep. Secret entire- plan win with luck. What do you think? <sighs> no, I don't at know. the time I didn't think so. But yeah, it was. It was nothing went right for for secret plan. No. But and but terrific ride from CJP. Just kept secret plan plan and Pikey pocketed throughout. Then we saw no white flag lead throughout, and that was a three twenty betfair late. Thank you very much. No that white was flag. Wild sort of stuff. God has chosen. It's a good horse. Good, very good progressive horse. Kendall's me dad won the uh, regional championship for Brad Rowilla and Roy Rogers. Tough watch scandal. I just couldn't yeah. settle it. He just could not settle it. Tried unlike, to get a bit further forward. Few unlucky runners in that race. I see um, oh, yeah. semi-gel like clipped heels and stumbled half out the straight and then came again on the line. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then obviously in the, the Perth Cup horses moving forward into that realm, Marachino uh, got the cashola. Yeah, we, we've discussed this between ourselves during the week, but we missed a trick there. We, yeah. Um, yeah, Midnight Blue was always below our price. Midnight Blue was drawn awkwardly. Midnight Blue is a good horse, but it's not a come from last like a graceful girl, like a, you know, it's not a big turn of foot horse. It's a and stayer. Wasn't, it wasn't grand final. And we had we both had Marachino Ford. I gave you the Marachino stat with and without um, Jason Whiting in the saddle. We were we both just sort of weren't game enough to to bet against a short price race from what I don't know. I've, I've, I've had a tough week on the track. I've looked at myself. Um and yeah, we're gonna be better going right. forward. Be- we we both the way we I listened to that again, we both should we both wanted to tip it, we both wanted to be on, but we just couldn't find a way. Stafford's lad did run a play, so that was the one. That was disappointing for Midnight Blue not to get ahead of Stafford's lad over the final two hundred, but it yeah, might, might have been tight. I don't think so. I think the um 
Stafford's Midnight Blue came from like three or four lengths behind Stafford's day. They were together at the two. Yeah, but in transit, it's had to make a, up oh, a lot, okay, lot of yeah. ground from. But um, old Stafford. Thin old Perth Cup. The market's come out this week. Yeah, did you get involved? Oh, I can't. There's no way to get on. But um, yeah, no, thin old, thin old Perth yeah. Cup. It's looking that way. Yeah, it is looking that way. Anyway, that was uh, Winterbottom Stakes Day done and dusted. And uh, we'd better get moving, Terry, mm. on our Kingston Town Classic preview. Yeah. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Kingston Town Classic Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, the boys are teaming up. We're recording episode 105 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian podcast, punters. It's 11.30am on Thursday, the 2nd of December. Northam in action today, Ascot and Esperance on Saturday. And everyone's licking their lips in anticipation Ligan. because we are back at Pinjarra Park. Pinjarra Park. Down the shoot. Uh, yeah, for the opening meeting of the season on Sunday. This is the last Northern meeting today, isn't it? Did you just say that? No, I didn't say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the last Northern meeting for the season. Because Pinjaro's kicking in. Very good. Mm. Northern's been a great track to bet on. Really reliable. Yeah. Like, really, really reliable. Big, long, straight. Um, yeah. Form, yeah, form has been good at, yeah. at Northern, rather. I but would have preferred that um, Clint Johnston-Porter realised just how long the straight was and didn't have to look for inside runs on constant dreaming last week. But Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I said that when you left here, didn't you, last yeah. week? I actually said, do you have one bet this hour about constant dreaming? I saw Lath chucked it up as well. And yeah. Geez, that was a hard watch. You don't get many hard watches at that $20 price like that. A horse had just should have won and won yeah. that panels. So anyway, it's racing. It's what we do. Had a lot of good luck stories as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to take the rub of the green, don't you? So uh, otherwise, I mean, we're still going to have a little whinge now. Otherwise, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't last too long in this no, game. exactly right. Sure. Um, all righty. Clint's ridden enough good races for us uh, lately to cop a bad one here and there. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And we have an absolute bonanza Champions and Challenges edition of the Mastermind this week uh, with Lockie Taylor to try to retain his crown against Riley Dot Morgan, Tab Radio's own Riley Dot Morgan. BJ, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to that one, 100%. What about the Betfair Edge, Terry? What are we Betfair thinking? Betfair Edge, yes, it'll be on the the, the radio. I've organised absolutely. Or we just I haven't got a clue. Or we just, uh, or just not got a clue. Download the app? I literally just download the app, yeah. I just <laughs> gee, I just roll in and talk. I don't, just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be on air. We'll be on air talking You're gonna try about this and that. Kira? Miles will be booming and banging, Kira I'm sure. Or Kira or Kyra? Well, we're going to get Kira. <laughs> not Kyra. No, they've got him on. They've got Kira on another show tomorrow on SEN, apparently. So we're, we're not going to have Kira. So oh. I'll, uh, I'll have to go back to the drawing board or just tell them to sort it out, to be honest with you. But um, no, we'll be on tomorrow. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so if, if you want a bit more guru in your life, make sure you download the app. Preview, and, uh, written, this is meant to be the last week for the written previews. So. How you Have your fingers been working well? Or you, like, yeah, no, well, I, I've... <laughs> I've made a real point. I do them real quickly these days. I just um, – it's just – it's a very long week. And, and the the podcasting and that and the, the writing side of things is all secondary to the punting. So you sort of – I'm just mindful how much time it takes up. And, yeah, I even like since I've started this, my – like the last four Sundays have been losing Sundays, right? And we've been pretty good. There haven't been too many losing days in the last period. But the same, it's like I don't, I don't think it's just a – 
a um, coincidence. I think it's because I'm less of type. You're stretched. Time and yeah, and then I'm rushing the Sunday into a Friday into a couple of hours rather than giving myself sort of six or seven. So, um, yeah, anyway, you didn't ask for that information, but you got to anyway. <laughs> Sounds like your writing days are just about done too. No, I, I'm getting that down pretty quickly. No, we're getting that down pretty quickly. But, yeah, I think this is meant to be the last week. We'll, we'll have a chat to them and see what we <laughs> Very good. I'll have a chat to, to stakeholders and go from there. <laughs> but, yes. All right, let's moving on to our – Preview for Kingston Town Classic Day, Ascot, the 4th of December. What are we doing track and rail-wise, Guru? Well, we've got an an easterly. Yeah. We've got a big fat easterly all afternoon as well, BJ. So um, the last time they raced at eight metres was the one day for the season that played really on pace, right? And that was with a westerly. Throw the easterly in. If if we get a same sort of lane, which I have found doesn't occur, like eight metres and then eight metres a month later, it's irrelevant to some mm-hmm. some to some degree. Um, we have to allow for an on-pace track here, BJ. We do. It's 30, 34, what is it, 34 degrees. 34 and climbing. And it's a reasonable east. I'm looking, Willy Wind, Wind Willy, what's it called? <laughs> wind Willy. Wind Willy yeah. is telling me, I reckon Wind Willy is a lot of dogs half the time, to be honest with you. It's saying 15 to 20K an hour, but then you go to Bomb and it's saying 25 to 40K an hour. Are we centering ourselves now? Ah, uh, no, we just got to wait till we talk about Eeyore Way. That's your swirl. <laughs> got up yesterday as well. Eeyore. Fuck Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raquel. Uh, no, very well done if you're listening. Fantastic training performance. Yeah, no, um, fancy but, uh, Yeah, a bit, bit bitter about that result, but anyway. Uh, you need to go forward sometimes, BJ, <laughs> and, and stop, <laughs> stop being bitter. <laughs> go forward without cover. I think yeah. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the key. But, uh, okay, hot. It was actually good to see Eeyore Way's come back yeah. again, by the way. Uh, I, over a thousand. A, over a thousand meters yeah, too. Yeah, so, just keep things simple with yeah. the horse. It's a uh, yeah, it's a, he's a nice one to have. Yeah, he's a good thousand meter horse. Is he always? Uh, all right, so thirty four degrees easterlies, hot, windy. It's uh, yeah, especially early in the day at Ascot. It's fucking, gee whiz, look out! Look at you just dropping them like a potty mouth there. <laughs> Your mouth need to go to the toilet. Look at that. Coffee's kicked in. Yeah, number two. Off the bridle now. All right, let's get stuck in. Allowing for an on-pace day, especially early, um, but we'll be mindful and um, probably just tip back markers all day anyway. (laughs) All right, race number one uh, over the 1,000 metres, the Tourism WA Trophy. Um, I'll go first, BJ. NFI. NFI, just too many 400-metre trials. I I just don't. I just don't. Can we get know. a can we get a band four hundred meter trials? Yeah, I just they just give me very. Or, the, or you ha- you have to trial around the around a bend before oh, you can start. <laughs> a few little things to, to ask. First of all, Chow Luna, most expensive purchase in the race. Always like looking at things yeah, like that. Yeah, beautiful beautiful pedigree, Chow Luna. Yeah, Pike and Pike and Roy. Roy gets his two rods running well early. Roy's. And uh, I noticed that this this horse was with Dion Luciani's for its two trials as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He's a good educator. Yeah. Uh, then you've got um, then you've got Dion with two runners. Is Brad on number one? Because Brad's his stable rider. Is Miss Miss Kangaroo versus Rev it up, or is it just because of the weight issue? I don't know the answer to that. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and then you've got Nunes, who was the most aesthetically pleasing trial, but it's uh, yeah, it might be awfully difficult over the thousand meters to win from the second half of the field. So BJ, who's winning? First of all. It's great to see a 13-horse field in the two-year-olds considering what crystal the, slipper. the crystal mm. slipper and the four-horse midweek of prior to that. Um, however, this is a it, there is a big $125,000 West Speed 
two-year-old race coming up in two weeks' time. Oh, so this looks, that, like it's a, this looks like it's a nice feeder race for that. And perhaps that the um, innovation of the West Speed Day and the West Speed two-year-old day, maybe that has, has sort of uh, impacted the ability for the Crystal Slipper Stakes to draw a reasonable field because you can either go for one or the other, unlikely to go for both. So anyway. it just looks like Grinning Rupert and Nunez are the only two that aren't West Speed horses in this. So okay. The only two you won't see in that right Yeah, West Speed. Yeah. that race. Yep. Yeah, very good. So uh, you. to answer your question, who will win, I found it really hard, especially with the conditions of the day the and the form on the board to go past the likely leader, rev it up. Uh, Holly Watson just needs to get this filly to step. Find the rail in front. Sure, there's going to be a bit of bit of pressure, but this horse led at a good clip in the Crystal Slipper Stakes, well above bench, benchmark. Absorbed some pressure. Brad might have slipped at an inch of rain a bit too early if you're being really, really technical. But regardless, it took Man Crush the entire length of the Ascot straight to get past it. So rev it up. Prior to that, was able to defeat Snowdome, who I have a big opinion of. That was over the Ascot thousand. Dropping back to the thousand. Barrier five, Holly Watson's claim should be rolling, given a good kick, and it'll take a reasonable horse to get past, rev it up, I think. Horse or horse? Horse. Horse. Um, yep. Very good. Uh, it's, been inter- it's, not, it's not a big deal because it's just the it's just What's the, happened? The core. Oh, just a little bit of Nunez money off that trial. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw a little interview with um, Simon Miller, Lockie Taylor. I think Simon might have just given it a little quiet push as well in the uh, – did you say that? I it was that. on. Oh, I was on some platform at the races. Lockie uh, interviewed Simon. So anyway, yeah, looks a um, looks a, a tough race to kick off proceedings here, Peter. You seem distracted. What's going on? No, nothing. Are you, are you, be- are got, you betting and talking no, at the same time again, Terry? I've just got. <laughs> I've just got nothing for you, to be honest well, with you. Okay, I've got something for you. All right. Nunez is trained by a guy called Tony Ward. Mm. Now, Tony, I believe, is one of Simon A. Miller's crack, track work riders, but he's a trainer in his own right. So some of our listeners may recognise the colours and may recognise the he name He's going to drop some fun facts. Well, some fun facts, which we uh, we discovered last night, Terry, when we were having a chat about Tony Ward. So Tony has had two two-year-old winners in recent years. They were Nawi and Space Girl. Now, both Nawi and Space Girl won Ascot two-year-old races, but that was at their second starts in their career. And unfortunately for both those horses, they never won another race, only likely racing. Nawi was pretty competitive in better races, however. So we're watching here back in second up. Well, it's, it's just interesting that uh, so Nunez could be – uh, flashing lights first up, and then get the chockies in the uh, in the Westby. Actually, it's not even Westby Platinum because it's by Sizzling, so it's not a WS Downing. But but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that yeah, Tony Ward has got two odds to run in the past, um, and both of those were good runs first up, and then came out and won second up. So interesting. Sean O'Donnell did his best job to try and hide the trial late, didn't he? But I think the damage was done by that stage, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was also it's a bit like our Luke's one the other week. I left the building. The trial looks great, and and the race call can often make the trial look a little we'll bit better the but the three on. or four leaders no yeah. they all stopped dead so it yeah. had to be off speed horses that's it's it's yeah very but difficult all, but, but luke's horse went good on debut but what what it experienced uh, didn't go good enough for me no nah, me neither but what what left the building experience was race day pressure with rev it up setting a proper clip yeah, compared to trial pressure. So, yeah. and then you you saw him get off the bridle and had to get shaken up by Chris, and then he closed late. But that when he when they took him off the bridle, it was like, hang on, this isn't what I experienced the other day. So, but uh, but yeah, big difference between trial and race day, and that that looked about as soft as it gets for Nunez. However, it's going to be 
running up against winning horses such as Rev It Up and Luke, Luke Fernie's costume party, which won oh, that midweek. No, no, that didn't count. But it, we won a race. Oh, I'm not counting it. No? If any of those horses behind it run a place in their career um, at Ascot, Belmont, I'll <laughs> do a naked lap around Mount Pleasant. <laughs> that doesn't count as a horse race. Sorry, Luke, that's not a horse race. Okay. I bet we, me and you would have run second. We would have run the placings. We would take it on a surprise money. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so we've got the first out of Nunez. We've got the Rev It Up, the, uh, the Crystal Slipper, Place Getter, Chow Luna, the expensive filly with uh, Roy Rogers, William Pike, uh, Dion Luciani's got some runners. There's, there's a bit of trial form as well, but really for me, it's either going to be Rev It Up, uh, leading, kicking, and winning, or maybe Nunez or Chow Luna getting over the top of it late. But I think uh, rev it up with Holly Watson on board should uh, get the job done. Yeah, one of the top 13 should win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very insightful. Mm. Uh, is that going in the – can oh, I read that on the, geez, yeah. on the hub? I don't Bet know what I'm going to write about that race. I might just skip it. <laughs> race, race two, tab touch. Better your bet, handicap, 1,200 metres special conditions, guru. Had some good 60 pluses. Like, mm. This probably doesn't have the depth of some of the others, but the one thing I like about this 60 plus is um, just looking at the current market, BJ. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to roll down to horse number four, which is Wednesday. It's 550, Scandola 10, Miss Vasari 10, right? So those yep. three horses are pretty well in the market. They're taking up 10, 20, 40%. So taking up basically nearly, nearly 40% of the market between the three of them. I, I probably can't have any of the three of them, mm-hmm. and they're taking up 40%. So I really like that about the race to begin with. Yep. Um, there isn't a horse. At this level, 60-plus type level, going better than McCanto, I wouldn't have thought, um, in WA. Um, if you just flat out compare the runs, because they're both coming from the run behind, La Farola mm. got us chosen last time out. McCanto is awesome. how many lengths better than Vedette Star, do you reckon? Three? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, and Vedette Star at the widest gate, everything on paper looked wrong, but... You've got to say it was a touch disappointing from Vedette to Star not to go with La Farola at the end there a little bit. Vedette to Star, for me, just just found the line. Just didn't – I expected a bit more savaging. And um, Barrier 1 allows – gives a, every opportunity to conserve, um, to conserve and yeah. get the 1,200. But, um, yeah, a, a little bit of a concern. Just just basically if they sprint from the top of the straight together, there's, there's only one winner. But obviously the barriers can play a big part in that. Yeah. But in saying that, we're going to work on horses for courses and where we're racing and, and what's happening. This is early in the day, BJ. The Easterly's in play. Um, there's a strong leader with relatively weak ones in the breeze on its back. So that, that's the way we have to go for me. It has to be Vane Tempest. Um, I, as I said, I loathe, 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 loathe to back or tip against Macanto. Mm-hmm. Um, just going so well. But I simply just believe with that easterly play early in the day, McCanto's going to be out the back um, behind horses who might not take him into the race all that well. And Holly should find the, the rail here, Bede. Should have um, Grand well, Design on its back, probably Bedouin Bell and the Breeze. Well, War, War Warriors come out as well. And that War was Warriors come out. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So it's it's going to be a nice time. Um, the big thing in Vedette Star's favour is the fact that Vane Tempest is a layer offerer. Yep. So the gaps should appear on the fence. It shouldn't have to go around too many of them. But yeah, I'm. I was almost certain, no matter where McCanto went to next, I'd I'd be on and, and be on for a, a good old whack. But um, I'm, I'm going to work with the horses for course policy and, mm. and Vedette to start. Um, Vane Tempest just might be too far in front of it. So, are you surprised to see Vane the Tempest. Vane Tempest yeah. at, at the price? Where's my price? Yeah. I thought I'd I thought McCanto would be too naughty. Vane yeah. Tempest six bucks, and it'd be an easy decision. In saying that, I'm I've marked Vane Tempest favourite. Um, 
I'm working on this race. I'm not working on how they're going or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. I'm working on this race and I've got Vane Tempest 335, uh, Macanto 360, I think I did. Mm -hmm. uh, Vedette Star 520, the rest out the door. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't feel good about it, but I feel like this is just the way you have to go with the yeah. Eastley early in the day. Fair enough, fair enough. I and I think because of that, I think you might get a bit, uh, bit of value in Macanto yeah, at the finish do the as well. markets pick up on it? Sometimes it takes like three or four races. Mm. They go, oh, jeez, it's playing on pace. And well, then we'll they start backing them. We'll you know, out, by yeah. race two, it's like, well. Oh, mm. I, I, Vane Tempest is a, is a decent race, man. I, she's got some tricks, though. So it's going to be. Oh, I've got one step. Tell me. Is on. So uh, gear changes. Lugging bit on Vane Tempest. Last time the lugging bit went on Vane Tempest, only ever been on for one start, was when Vicky Corver over when she raced so tractably and she beat. Um, Pink Time carrots. Out? I think oh, Secret yeah. Plan might have yeah. been in third that day. Yeah. And she beat um, she beat Pink Carrots. They went off at the start of this prep. So she only had one other start where she failed. She had enough that campaign. She only had one other start with it on um, and it goes back on here. So usually I hate those type of gear changes, but this that looks like a positive. If it's gone on for instant success and she raced tractively that particular day. So, so. the earmuffs have gone on as well. Yeah, they're usually pre-race only, I think. So, yeah, so now they've um, yeah. yeah, I'm not too perturbed in regards to that but yeah faint tempest is a it's a hard horse to trust but yeah look it looks an easy map to trust doesn't it it does yeah it, it for me it's just the 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 junior rider on i know vicky Corbett's won on this horse before so holly holly watson there's no knock on her talent wise but i just i think she's just got some real attitude and some real tricks this holly or vain tempest, tempest. <laughs> vain tempest. Uh, and just the Macanto has been able to get itself out of a jam first up and second up with massive like closing speed. All I'll say is those first and second up were massive off pace days. That yeah. was Melbourne Cup day, right? And it beat Traverne, who's Frank the form. And the other one was um, the cross statement day. That yeah. was a massive off pace day as well. Um, that was nine bucks for an off pace day. We look back at that. I mean, it's easy in retrospect. For yeah. Them, so um, but yeah, you're right. Last night would have shut in as well. But this, this is this is this will be the ultimate test for Macanto. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to hate myself after the race and go, why didn't I just go with the four horse? But well, I mean, you're you're a, you're a price man, Terry. Mm. So I think it's just going to be depend what sort of what that what it spits out, what the what Betfair sort of spits out. But um, but yeah, I yeah, I I felt as a Macanto is a horse on the way up. Who uh, who might just have a bit on a bit on these, and even though Vane Tempest is suited under the conditions and uh, from the map point of view, if Macanto, if see, I just got a lot of faith in Clint Clint Johnston Porter and the way that he handles these Ganjimi runners. Their strike rate must be pretty pretty yeah, really good. So and um, he will know that Vane Tempest is is the one to to beat. So I'm just backing him in to make all the right moves and to get Macanto across the line. And um, yeah, I actually had I, I thought Macanto was a like a hard twos horse, but I can see why he's getting pushed out due to the likely he conditions could, of the day. Could come, yeah, money could come. It, it's yeah, it's it's a funny one to know what to do. I said I'm three thirty five, so the four fifty vein Tempest is fine, but I really thought I'd see something with a five or six in front of it. So yeah. um, they're the two. Yeah, they're yeah. definitely the two. I mean, the thing is, I I the Clint Johnston Porto. With a Jan Jimmy horse is just exactly what you want at the mm. moment. And he might ride it a 10 out of 10, but a 10 out of 10, it still might have too much to do yeah. at the top of the straight into yeah. these. So, but yeah, 
But yeah, look, I think we've narrowed down to the two, and then Vedette the Star won't leave the fence, and Chris Pine <laughs> will pull our pants down after I said it won't get the twelve hundred. So um, yeah, if you're looking for a Maddie for your wider exotics as well, but expecting really big improvement from the horse that should stalk Vane Tempest, they might even try and lead. Um, Grand Design, mm. uh, Christy Bennett to Brad Rewilla. Horses are finding a leg when Brad goes on them. Um, probably jumps 30, 40 to one. Think, don't think it can win. Don't think it's got the class mm-hmm. uh, to go with Vane Tempest or hold out Macanto. Uh, but if you're looking for one, if you're doing a sort of a wider exotic, I think Grand Design starts a big price. And from a map point of view, you can run third or fourth. Okay. Race three, the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,100 metres. Now, c- considering the conditions of the day, surely one horse that's going to love it can is, you love- is the top weight. <laughs> Zebel, one of the fastest horses in the state, especially mm. early in its races, won this race last year, coincidentally. Terry? Yeah, I actually read your little write-up before yeah. and saw that. That was a good, good start. Carrying There's some six, good stats today. We're really six good kilos, Six kilos more, but did uh, did win this race last year. It beat... Um, Jade rode it one by mm. panels, didn't it? Don't fuss, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, looks uh, a really good setup for Zebul. Kenny Luck on its outside. Isn't the end of the world mm-hmm. uh, as long as Kenny Luck isn't a complete pest. Um, Kenny Luck won't know it. So it's in career best in general. Yeah, it's flying. Uh, 54 and a half won't know itself. Do you know those three wins? Um, it's only got three metro points for the wins, which I'm fine with. I actually am okay with that. Yep. Um, but isn't it more usually? Wouldn't it get a bigger penalty? It's gone from an M73 to an M76 after three dominant wins. Yeah, Germany. yeah, I think they're just they're, they're handy. Usually they get uh, like a provincial, like out of provincial wins worth two metro points. Yeah, but I thought six would have been closer too. But yeah, otherwise he's, he's coming to town with 76. He's probably pretty poorly handicapped yep. at, at, regardless of what he's done. Outside of the metro area, a horse like him coming to town in a seventy-two plus two, uh, you know, off the minimum is yeah, a bit harsh. So just um, again, just the way the handicapping's done and, and the dropping of points, I, I feel like we're not dropping points enough from our toughly rated gallopers. Yeah. Um, see, like look at Zebel for example. Like you've just been beaten for four and a half, five and a half. Dropped a point. It actually wasn't the runner I was looking for. Uh, there was a runner coming up later in the program, but they're always running fifth and sixes. Downforce is probably a great example of a horse always running sort of fifth, six. Only beaten two or three, so they never drop any points. And yeah. then you're, you're getting up to these horses around that sort of in the mid ninety range, and they're they're always competitive. They're yeah. competitive, but they're never going to win. And we'll talk about platoon later in the in the Kingston. I just don't feel that. I feel like the handicapper well, needs to be a lot well a vital, lot better to them. Vital Silver, Vital Silver is a perfect example. I don't think he's going to race for nine hundred days mm. or whatever. Still rates over 100. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I don't. And then you see some of Bob's who'll win. I think mm. four points or something like that when and they then should be getting six to Yeah, seven. but then they'll, but then they get dropped. I don't know. To me, yeah, then they, I think there's some trainers who are pretty cluey and they go, well, we're probably not going to win. Let's jump out there, go horrible a couple of times in a row. Next thing you know, you'll drop six points while well, the other trainers are trying to win and their horse is still semi competitive and they're not dropping any points. So, I, I just think it's, oh, it's just a shambles. It actually, yeah. Frustrates me. Anyway, I got no idea. It's a tough job. Yeah, um, I got no idea here. Here? I got no idea. No. Really? No. I thought, I thought you'd be all over Zebul. Yeah, I'm worried about the 60 late. Zebul is probably the way I'm looking. I written matter. I think it's got a, a lot of uh, a lot of class, but I just worry where written matter ends up. BJ yeah. back down to the 11 under. I like that form line. Um, that's one also with Vane Tempest. Um, the Island Charm written matter form line. I really liked that. Island Charm was so big. Mm. Um, it's next start. And then there was a big gap to fourth as well. So that was another. Was Island Charm in the jungle mist? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah it was yep. wide throughout, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it went super again. So, um, But I tell you what, written matter's got the uh, the lucky owners involved. Yeah. Um, old Mr. 
Mr. Jay Rooney, Mr. Wayne Rooney, manager of Derby County. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mario Delano. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love the – I actually really like the booking of Chris Parnham here. I usually would like an apprentice on to get the weight off, but I actually really like the booking of Chris Parnham uh, to roll along in front. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to go with you. That's, yeah. that's the way we'll go. We've probably got Starfield impact on its back. Maybe Starfield impact – I thought it was disappointing on a leader bias track, but maybe didn't run out the 12. Back to 11, sucking off Zeeble, can win the race. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I definitely think um, that ain't no other man can improve, but I didn't see enough last start. Yeah, I thought he was good placement. the other day. It's a good placement, though. Mm -hmm. um, Ritten Matter can go past him if, if Zeeble's stopping. But again, as you said, it might be a tough map, and the horse that's probably in the best form in the race is, is probably Night Voyage. Yeah. But, I mean, how much trust have you? Nine-year-old voyage. Where have you got three back defence probably on the back of Starfield impact? Yeah, nine-year-old over the 72nd start. but Second to Will Chino and a third to the front bar slash Acromantula yeah. when going early because it was travelling that well. Traditionally, the night voyage uh, night voyage has been a room horse. You'd prefer it three deep than on the fence, um, which is interesting. But, again, new trainer and she's obviously getting something out of How many, how many runs with Summer? Uh, five, I think. Okay. Yeah, and no, about five from memory. But uh, the last couple, she's really got it going. So she has, yeah. It's just whether you get a nine-year-old sharp enough to, to get the job done. So, yeah, look, I, I'm waiting, waiting. See how the first few play. If they're making ground, if McCanto wallops them and, and Nunes wallops them and they look like they're making good ground, I'll, I'll probably be having a leaning to written matter. Written matter, yeah. Uh, with the 60 kilos of Zeeble. But if that pad's playing nicely inside, I'll, I'll probably be happy taking Zeeble. And, yes, while now five bucks might look okay, 550 which is still about my price. Um, I might have to take four twenty late. That's that's probably a better thing to do. Okay. Yeah. So first up, Keshaw Duran in the uh, sort of went head and head with Wilcino in that thousand meter race on Ran the thirtieth of October. It was huge. I yeah. <laughs> and then right. the, and then the other day it set up the almost track records pace um, in the mm -hmm. uh, in that twelve hundred meter race. Um, that Wilcino ran one hundred eight five eight behind. Behind uh, Wilcino on that occasion was Triple Missile and Secret Plan and so on and so forth. So Zeeble's got those, had the two junior riders on to kick off its prep. Chris Parnham goes on. If, if Chris can just save a length or two early compared to what he's been doing, he should, uh, considering the races that he's that he's coming out of, Zeeble should have a good kick and be really hard to run now. See, well, that's the worry though. He might not be able to save that length. Or Kenny Luck being involved because Kenny reckon? Luck is a it's a foot down horse. It's a foot. I bet Alan Hughes isn't coming down here and saying, "Oh, just just let Zeeble have it nice and easily on yeah. top." Like with the fifty four and a half, this horse won't know itself with fifty four and a half. By the way, he um, fast yeah. enough to go with Zeeble. Uh, not not let Zeeble have it softly though. Yeah, okay. yeah, not let Zeeble have it softly. So I mean, you want Zeeble. Yeah, you want Zeeble to go along in a yeah. decent clip. But um, Kenny likes an interesting horse. Chris still has to kick her up and and kick him up. And um and roll him along, uh, but yeah, Kenny like could be a little bit of a nuisance, possibly, yes. possibly. All right, yeah, and again, pattern dependent. Like these hot days with the easterlies, it's uh it's always important that you uh, monitor closely. And mm. uh, I suppose if if Vane Tempest and oh, um, Rev it up win, then uh, Zebra will probably be firming. You know. So. Yeah, exactly right. But what what price are you, um, Zebul? Uh Just bear with me. Four fifty. Well, see, I was five bucks. What yep. price written matter? Three fifty. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I was about two eighty, two ninety, but I think I was a touch thin there. Um, it wasn't a race I marked with any confidence, to be honest with you. Yeah. But again, your four fifty, I'm five bucks. It's currently five. It's not one we sort of need to dive in now, yeah. even if it means taking a point or half a point lower later. Um, yeah. Wait and see, but I'm with you, Zebul. Cool. I'm with you. All right. 
Race four is the Tour Edge Handicap, 2,200 metres, ratings 66 plus. And um, I know we're all a bit got a bit of Cerise and White fatigue, but uh, reliable star from the uh, Adam Durant arm of the uh, Peters Investments operation does look mighty hard to beat. Guru. I haven't had a dig at Brad in a while. So Brad hasn't, because he hasn't made many errors for quite a while, but he went up 320, reliable star. So grow up, Brad. Um, I gave him a little plug before, so I had to, <laughs> to knock him back down. Um, yeah, it's a two horse race, BJ. Yeah. Um, come right back. Ah, uh, come right back. Reliable star and, and Black Shadow. Yeah. Um, Tell you what, uh, very interesting. All the speeds drawn wide with superior smile dance of the south. Conquered zone with Kesh probably looks to be closer. Decoy Noxious from 15 might try and be somewhere near him. Smoking barrel final chill mid-race moves potentially. But look, from barrier one, it could almost end up being a, a sticky old gate. It could end up 4-5 the fence and end up in a tough old spot. And it may not be um, that beneficial. While barrier 10 for Lactar might, might give him a little bit more room to... Um, get into the moving line he wants a, to uh, or follow this or that. But he got a valuable winner for Lactar yesterday. Saturday First, Black. Yeah, yeah. Saturday yeah. Black. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I mean, at the moment, I'm, my gut tells me that William Pike will outride. He, he majority of time does outride whoever he's riding against, but in this situation, um, it's Lactar. But at the moment, Black Shadow mm. is the bet. Yep. At okay. those prices. Like, um, we're talking 210 versus 480. Um, I have marked this race two. I've got it in front of me two fifty versus three forty. I've got it just a two horse, a complete two horse. So Black Shadow becomes the bet for me at yeah. those prices. I can't take two dollars ten four five back the fence. Um, two ten. It's two ten really? across the board. Yeah, where are you looking, uh, Brad? Bet. Oh, I think Brad's still lingering from some of his earlier prices. He's, he's, I've just got I've just got the uh, the odds comparison. He's too proud to. Uh, <laughs> to yeah, he's watch. exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm leaving it there. Um, yeah, you're right. Two ten across the board. Wow. Okay. Yeah. When it comes from that pair, very confident. But um, I'm just, I'm going to bet on price here. I'm actually willing to like back Black Shadow at five bucks. Yep. And save Reliable Star at two fifty, which I would never do. It's not my style of betting. But I just can't have any of the others near those two from a class <laughs> perspective. They're the only two for this race. Nommed for the oh no, there's a couple other nom for the Perth Cup, but that's silly. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, the, I I wasn't prior to we were starting this race. I wasn't aware that it was into two ten across the board. Right, mm. we'll start like changes that. things, doesn't it? If it's sitting there at three twenty, I'm thinking let's go, let's go and have a Freddie fill up. But yeah, then, obviously. Now yeah. I'll back the loser instead and yeah. introvert. <laughs> but I mean, who was a better run last start, Black Shadow or Black Shadow? Star? No, they walked probably Black Shadow. I think probably Black Shadow, but in saying that, what William Pike will get out of this horse compared to what Holly Watson did is, is I would have liked to have seen Holly had Pikey pocketed on uh, what was Pikey on Pure Devotion, and she was just about Bob. she was just about to go, and then Troy Turner whipped around them on the Sharon Miller horse. Praying, so, praying God, that was her move. If she went then with her lightweight, I think she had a six kilo advantage six over Pure, Pure Devotion. That that was her opportunity yep. to put a gap on the fave and make it hunt her down uh so i think she missed a slight trick there but still reliable stars building into its prep durant 2200 meters uh i think this philly ran third in the natasha over the ascot 2200 meters is a only third philly. time pikes or fourth time pikes ridden it. yeah okay he's um paddy carberry rode the whole way through because he was on pure devotion yeah um, or he was over in Melbourne. Did pa Patty won her on her the last day of the Bunbury Cup day. Reliable yep. Stars won two races, yep. two sixty pluses. Never won a maiden. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, it's a proper. That's style. right. She, Reliable she, Stars she won. Style. She won first up 
at Belmont at a 13, didn't she? Yep. Liable star. So anyway, she, proper stay, building into a preparation with the Durant. They both have equal luck. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. They both have equal luck in the run. Yeah. How much uh, have you got a reliable star in front of Black Shadow? A length? Half yeah, a length? length. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I reckon a half length, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, a length, half length. I reckon there's not much between them. I yeah. really reckon Black Shadow, that run last start was phenomenal to pick for a horse. It's probably not renowned to pick up and sprint like it did last start as well. When I, thought, I, thought it's, I thought his form last prep was exceptional. He just yeah. he raced so well. Yeah. It's it's a bit I really – these are the type of bets I love to have. Yeah, I've got Reliable Star slightly ahead in my market, but Black Shadow at five bucks, that's, mm. that's just a no-brainer. Like it's going to win this race more than one in five times yeah. for me. I, I've just – I'm. We've spoken about jockeys a lot lately, and I'm um, I'm just a little bit wary on on the on the hoops that are got low strike rates at the moment. And um, Lacta did get a win on the board yesterday, but prior to that, it had been pretty pretty barren for him. But hopefully, this is when the it rains. Com- hopefully, this is this is the confidence booster that uh, that Lucky requires because Black Shadow is ready to win, isn't he? So what just, was your, need, um, just needs a good steer. What was your price differential? I think I was. Uh, 250, 450. Yeah. Mm. So you're pretty close, yeah. Yes. Well, interesting what happens late with the market. Can you see any money coming elsewhere? Third favourite at the moment is Concord Zone from 12. I can't see it. No. Lady Duckworth, I was on last start, wasn't very happy uh, with the steer there, uh, but I don't think it's up to those two where it's not that far off in the weights. And then I thought I thought come right back would be a big improver, but he won't. He, seniors he, won't, he won't attract uh, money. We want to trade, yeah, like reasonable money. So yeah, this could uh, this could really squeeze. There's only two runners, I yeah. can see the coming yeah. for. So yeah, uh, well, look, looking at the market, Black Shadow for me then, Beach, according to my market. But um, yeah, stay tuned. If Black Shadow money does come, don't be afraid to back Lobster. Okay, all right. Let's take a break, Terry, and we'll be back with Lucky Taylor, our carryover mastermind, versus our challenger, Riley Morgan, uh, mastermind two Okay, it is now time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring, heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere, big decks. Make sure you, uh, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in. See the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Let him know you listen to the 1-1 and they'll roll out the red carpet 100%. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot happening up at the Mundaring, especially with this uh, beautiful weather that we're experiencing at the moment, Guru. Mm. So, last week, Lockie Taylor, he was a returning he was a returning champ. He was champion there a couple of times in the early stages he of Mastermind. He had a settled, didn't he? Yeah, he, had, he did actually. He had a ma- Mastermind 2.0, Lockie was, uh, led the charge early. He got dispatched, came back, and then he knocked off the OG Travis Murray in quite a comprehensive performance last week, Terry. Hey, well, it was lengthened nicely. Lockie. Uh, That's the first time you would have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just speaking off air. Well, welcome back to the show, Lockie Taylor, our Mastermind. Hello, boys. Thanks for having me as always. Lachlan, it's uh, it's it's great to have you back on. I'm just going to jump, just jump straight to it. You got um, you've got Black Shadow in this week. You just just wins. Read Brittany's article this morning, so I thought you'd enjoy if I lobbed to just win straight at you. Uh, no, can't say. She's actually behind me at the moment. Terry said, "Does Black Shadow just win?" So I can say no. <laughs> he, he's throwing, he's throwing. Is it? Um, no, it should go very close. So Brittany, Brittany got the punter of the week on mm. punters before you, Lockie. 
Yeah, well, they clearly don't know who the, the fun sibling is yet, as you guys know. So. <laughs> I, uh, I, Maybe that, one day. That was actually a very good read, Lockie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, the the flying raw part as well because you had a good feel that day. Are you going to take credit for that one or um, – I guess it was a team Lucky effort, raw. wasn't it? Lucky Raw, sorry, not flying raw. Lucky Raw, I remember Lucky that. Raw. Beat uh, beat a Bob Peters runner. I think we've had this conversation yeah. in the past, haven't we? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I thought yeah. Um, has she taken credit for your good win? Um, no, team effort. Yeah, team, team effort. effort in saying that, if you actually have a look at the article and look at the little jock in the article, that's not her. That's me. <laughs> she would never look that good on a horse. <laughs> Hey, Lockie, how's, uh, before we before we welcome our challenger, how's the Channel 10 experience been for you, mate? Yeah, really good. Absolutely loved it. It's, um, Saturdays have been, the last two Saturdays anyway, and um, the Saturday upcoming, they've been very, very busy and long days, but really enjoyed working with Brittany and Scott on, on both Channel 10 and, and STC. Good stuff. All right. Our challenger this week, Terry, is uh, I'm sure the listeners are very familiar with this man. It's Riley Dot Morgan. Riley, welcome back to the show. Hello, boys. Good to be here. That's good to have you. Uh, it's good to have you, Dot. I love how the Dot is stuck as well. It's it's, it's really good stuff. It's it's not a bad little nickname actually. Dot. I don't mind it. Uh, Riley, uh, we enjoyed a good day out. I went to Winterbottom Stakes Day with you last week. You uh, you were in good nick as well. Found a couple beret and triple missile in particular um, off the back. Can are you going to try and get him beaten this week, Western Empire? Any chance he gets done, Riley? No, I don't think so. But I did see a twerp by the uh, the OG mastermind yesterday, which uh, pricked my ears up mm. a little bit. And it was the uh, it was the two twenty available for Regal Power to uh, run two or three in the uh, with Sportsbet in the Kingston Town on Saturday. And I thought that was uh, that got a little bit of mine yesterday afternoon, thanks to uh, the OG Trav Murray. Yeah, no, I did see him uh, tweet that out, and I started thinking, what bowlers do I have? But uh, unfortunately, all the sports bet bowlers are dead and buried. But that looks like a bit of a gift, doesn't it? Just on a platter, yeah. they just said, here, here you go, Dot. If you're having a tough day up until race eight, we're going to give you a uh, just a little one on a platter. Mm, little half bully. Yeah. Hey, Riley, pace. you're uh, you're um, you're obviously you're a league footballer. You're uh, on SEN. You're uh, you might even be uh, starting very soon on Tab Radio if you haven't if you haven't uh, started already. Um, congratulations, by the way. Uh, what's your WA Racing trivia like, mate? Um, it's not that old, so hopefully the uh, questions attended to sort of <laughs> sort of the last couple of years. Other than that, I might be in a bit of strife if there are a bit uh, a bit greater than that. Now, Terry, did you know that we're going to be hearing Riley's dulcet tones on uh, Tab Radio very soon? I had, uh, I did know that, but I'd forgotten, which is understandable because I think someone told me on Saturday. But now, <laughs> now I do remember. Yeah. So, what what are you doing with Tab Radio? What's the? Are we allowed to discuss it yet? Or what's the? Um, what is your role going to be, Dot? Uh, I'm just in. Uh, just done a couple of weeks of training at the moment. I uh, thoroughly enjoying sitting uh, sitting across in the chair from uh, Peter O'Neill who's uh, been helping me out, sort of getting me right to just do some coat calling and announcing uh, during uh, race days. Oh, that's Excellent. brilliant, mate. Excellent. See, the one one. Just, yeah, that's, yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah. So that's similar to what Marky Olmos does? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he'll just be, he'll be like on the, when you turn on racing radio and you read out all the divvies and, and you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, so that'll be, that'll be Riley. 
coming oh, through. Uh, yeah. That'll be. Uh, I just I watched the little thing with Scotty Embry's uh, during the week on the racing rant with your mate Kev Lockie, and um, not my mate. Not, <laughs> and Scott and, uh, and Scotty was explaining how his granddad um, used to probably still does. Uh, uh, listen to the wireless and still doesn't have his uh, the telly up and uses the telly text. So he'll be he'll be sitting there waiting for your uh, update on the odds, etc. Riley, so you got to look after Scotty's um, <laughs> grandfather and my dad too. My dad has r- racing radio on twenty four seven. All right, man. Lockie Taylor versus Riley Morgan. Your names are your buzz- buzzers to be crowned this week's mastermind. You need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Challenger, are you ready? Let's do it. Masterminds, are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Who am I? I made my debut in 2019, where it was quickly established I was an above average mayor. Burgess Queen success came in only my fifth race start before I controversially ran second in the 2019 WA Guineas. That's actually a race Dig Deep started favourite. I atoned for that loss by taking out the Kingston Town Classic with a brilliant rails-hugging ride. Riley. 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 He screamed that that down the line, didn't he? (laughs) Jeez. Riley. That was uh, KC, Terry. It was. Jason Brown and Brad Parnham sat on me for two of my 20 career starts, but it was Steve Parnham who was on board for my other 18. Uh, I've recently retired with over $1.1 million in prize money. KC. Farewell, Very KC. Good. All right, behind the eight ball. This is this is where, like, be careful. This is the false sense of security that the OG was in last week, mm. Riley, so be careful. Lockie finishes hard. He wasn't even. Jeez, you got to get out of the gutter, beach. The guru, up and about. Next question, lads. Name the horse who started the $2.10 favourite in last year's Kingston Town Classic. Lucky. Lucky T. Uh, Now I'm done. Three, two, one. I'm done. I don't have it either. Uh, Morgan for the steal. Yep. Inspirational girl. Inspirational girl. Very, uh, very good. I um, I forgot. I couldn't even think of who won it. I couldn't think of who won the race. <laughs> yeah, neither could I. I, I couldn't think of who won the race. Jerry, man. Well, we here we go. There's um, well, okay. Morgan's got his hoof on the till. It certainly does. It's just you just win from here. I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely, just wins around. Jay Dub, do you bet fair in be going bonkers at the moment? Here we go. Next question. Jockey Ryan Hill retired from race riding to become a trainer during the week. Name the horse he rode to victory in this year's Detonator Stakes. Lucky Riley. Ooh. Lucky. Back to me. Last of the line. Presume yeah, so, yes. Last of the line. nodding, yes. All right, 2 1. Here's the comeback. He's storming, but is the post coming too soon? Feel <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> next, uh, yeah, you should be. Uh, next question. Valor Road and Stageman both competed in the 2019 Scahill Stakes, finishing second and fourth respectively. Who won that race? Riley. Morgan. Oh, he's got me. Special K, Kementari. Incorrect. Incorrect. That was last year. Oh, not the year before. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. 2019? Yeah. Scale. One of the... Best best salute ever, the Kelp. Yeah, oh, it, was, wasn't it? it was a good salute, <laughs> yeah. CJP. Oh, dear man, I watched a replay of that time. Got my year mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Kelt. 
the Celt. Yes. So yeah, well, Riley was right. Last year was uh, Kemantari knocked off Celebrity mm-hmm. Queen. Queen. Yep. And year before, the Celt knocked off Valarode and uh, Stageman ran fourth. And Valarode and Stageman are going around in this year's Scahill Stakes. Alrighty. Here we go. Here we go. We've got a contest. Oh, that's two two by the way, lads. Two, Winner takes all. Two. No pressure. All right. Racing radio versus uh, Channel Ten. Yeah. Name the horse who'll be competing in a third straight Kingston Town Classic this Saturday. Riley. 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 That's controversial, mate. Oh, I heard the R first. Okay, Riley. I'm going to lock you in trap for full. No, oh, he's done it. Good <laughs> <laughs> job. Oh, well, actually, we might need the audio. Yeah, we might that. need the audio. Well, you, did, would you have that one, Lockie? Would you have gone trapped for fools? Yeah. No, you would have now. 100%. Mate, yeah, now the, mate Lockie's, Lockie's a cricketer from way back. He knows that the uh, when the umpire's finger goes no, up, it's, it's all over. Jen, we'll just get our producer to slow this. If you could just slow this one down, Jen, get some voice recognition software in there. Um, we're still getting <laughs> a big horse. The yeah, big horse is still whinging when he got done a while ago to me, so... <laughs> Um, I reckon it's a provisional. We're going to provisionally award it at the moment. Right. I reckon we provisionally award so it. So get the champagne, but don't cock it. Yeah, no, don't, yeah 100%. Don't cock, don't, cock, don't cock it. Jesus, BJ, where's his hold, mind at? Hold on, kick it. Yeah, just, just hold all tickets. At the moment, it looks like you got the photo, but we've got to get the other angle. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do here? Nah, we've got to award it. We've got to award it to Riley Morgan. The, our new WA Racing Mastermind. <laughs> oh. He's done it. How do you feel, mate? I'm just happy I've got a uh, got a bit more uh, bit more to spend on Butchie's big deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dearie, yeah. mate, Lockie, uh, Lockie, how are you? How are you feeling at the moment, mate? I'll just say one thing: the one-one has just lost a fan, <laughs> and the West and the Western Mail has gained one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows, he knows where he knows where to hit Terry yeah, where it hurts. <laughs> We're on the solar plexus there. Ah, <laughs> oh, lucky mate, you're a legend. Thanks for being a good sport, and thanks for coming on and defending your title. Uh, but the winner this week, our new W Racing Mastermind, is Riley Morgan. Congratulations, Riley! That $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the post, and lucky, of course, yours will be arriving shortly. Well done, gentlemen, and thanks for uh, having a crack at the Mastermind. Thank God. I just hope I'm not the uh, first mastermind winner to have it uh, have it stripped of the title after the uh, after it's been deliberated. I, I hope you are. I, I'd love a little bit of controversy, so we're gonna we're gonna definitely slow it down. I think BJ's right though. Yeah. I heard the R. Yeah, I heard the R. All right, well done, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, boys. Yeah. Controversial is is the R a more yeah. dominant sounding letter than the L? So, Brady, let's if we say it on three, I'll yeah. say Lockie, you say Riley. So one, two. Riley. Riley. Yeah, I reckon the R's more dominant. Yeah, because the L's a bit yeah. soft. Mate, I reckon, and I am genuinely, if we slow this down, let's slow this down. If we hear the L first, yeah. I reckon we overturn it. So, okay, so the protest siren. Yeah. So, Jen, we'll get Jen to play yep, the 100%. protest siren, eh? Yep. Yeah. Okay, no, so oh. now. Riley. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
a protest. Yeah, okay, I like this. Lucky Taylor protest. versus Riley Morgan has been lodged. So, yeah, we'll have to... Uh, I'd love to watch the stewards room for this one. Yeah, yeah we need some footage, don't we? <laughs> anyway, so, but uh, a bit of an upset. You would have th- Well, maybe. Bit of, well, I, can't, I can't talk about it. I feel like we can't talk about it yet. Protest payout? Yeah, protest payout. Like, they both might win. <laughs> Butchie, it could be a tough week for Butchie this week. It might be uh, the, the double payout job. So. I think um, in the, saying, that the neutral was a winner, weren't they? Yeah, the listener yes, was a winner. It was a good contest. Yeah, it was a very good yeah, contest. Lockie was 2-0 down, rallied. Mm. Then it went to the photo finish. It was uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a ding-dong go to the way. Actually, Riley Morgan and uh, they, they, he, so him and his crew, I think it's Tommy Johnston, Mitch McClenney, maybe Kyle Potter as well, they, are, uh, they have a – Sent a console full of Mundaring Hotel Dobo Racing Mastermind vouchers, so they'll be uh, heading up to the heart of the hill shortly to unleash on um, Butchie's big deck. So, mm. um, Butchie, beware! The uh, the young the young guns are on their way. But yes, congratulations to Riley and congratulations on the new gig. We've the one one just keeps uh, keeps developing this this talent for the WA racing industry. So, congratulations, mate, and uh, thanks again to Lockie Taylor for coming on. Bang on. The first of our four feature events for Kingston Town Classic Day, race five, is the Glenroy Chaff AJ Scahill Stakes Group 3 Weight for Age Contest over the 1,400 metres. I guess attrition um, towards the back end of the the Master Series uh, has led to this being just a seven-horse field, Terry. But there's, uh, there's no lacking in the talent department, that is for sure. Would you call this the race of the day? Yeah, well, it's definitely the contest of the day. That is for sure. We've got uh, Valor Road. We can run through them all. Valor Road, Vital mm. Silver, Massimo, Stage Man, Red Can Man, Comfort Me and Salaya. Some of our very, very best horses. Interesting runner, Salaya. 81 Raider in a Wait for Age Group 3. Was entered in the Jungle Dawn Classic, which would look like a really nice race for her against her own sex, especially considering her rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Darren McAuliffe has thrown her in the deep end. She's a very, very good horse to lay her. The problem is if she happens to win this race is uh, what the uh, the re-rating would look like and, and how that's going to... second? Isn't ha- she going to get a stack of points? Just yeah. horrid placement. Just... It's just crap. Mm. It's just, uh, I just don't uh, – maybe it's a – there's looking speed map. We get the back of Massimo, you beauty. But she can win. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think 100% yeah. she can yeah. win. She's definitely – she's the longest price in the field, but I've got Vital Silver. So all I can really think of is maybe – I don't know, maybe – I know Soleil had a few few issues over the last 12 months or so. Maybe she's not a long-term – maybe she's not a long-term racing proposition. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you were looking at maximising her career, especially in Western Australia, then I would have thought that – the Jungle Dawn was a better race for her, but if you're looking to maximise her value and a short-term sugar hit with the 116,000 in prize sugar money, hit. then this is the, this is the race for her. But yeah, we're not who's to know. But on paper, it's even 72 pluses over the 1400. There's, well, there's, there's a whole series of 78 pluses coming up. That yeah, she just well, the 72 pluses. She what's she an 81 rate? She'd get in with um, 58 and a half. Yeah. So anyway, but does Pete? Pist- part owner Peter or part owner Deccan. Yes. Wonder if he thinks she should be uh, eighteen to one, eighteen nineteen dollars. <laughs> Mate, ah, uh, dearie, dearie me. Anyway, BJ, uh, let's let's do a runner by runner. This one deserves one. Let's do a very quick speed map. So Massimo will lead him up. Yep. Uh, the breeze. Interesting. What happens yes. with the breeze here? There's a few different permutations. This is, the, this, this is the key to the entire race, I believe. So we have. Okay, let's go. Let's go backwards. Actually, from there. So let's go. Salaya leaders back. 
Yes. Yep, she led, don't forget, a lot of her starts. So Massimo leading from three. Salaya leaders back from two. Stage man three the fence. I have her leaders back. That could change if they if they really march though. Oh, okay. You reckon that um, Red K Man or Comfort Me could slip into slip the back in, of- especially if if Massimo, if the speed's on, if it's real hot early, yep. then she can easily ease out of that speed. Yeah, early. I hadn't thought about that. That's yep. a good good shout. Yeah, uh, Stage Man three or four back the fence yep. wherever that happens to be. Um, yep, and that's that line. So then it comes down to Vital Silver from six. Doesn't have the same dash he once did. Wait for age. Do they just look to drop him out to last and and run run on into a? Run on into uh, we'll try and run past a few of them, or do they push forward and try to get to the outside of uh, outside of Massimo? And then the same question with Valorode. Valorode's run a lot of good races from the breeze. Do they think, well, we should be a bit more aggressive? But with Valorode, they probably just take their medicine once again, drop it out to last, which is only seventh in yeah. this field. I think that's what they'll do with him. Yeah, yeah. just that option was there, you know. Um, but yeah, Vital Silver, what do they do? Initially, what, would you, what, would initially, what would you do? Initially, I thought that they find would find a different race. <laughs> yeah, initially, I thought that they would be a bit more patient with Viral Silver on Saturday. However, if they think that the breeze is up for grabs and they're mad not to have a chance to try and find it, I think, especially mm-hmm. with the conditions of the day. And and if, if he's back in reasonable nick, like his third to Hot Z and Son of a God was pretty good. In the Carbine Club. Yep. So uh, he was leaders back on that occasion. So they rolled along and so he, he had a, basically the run of the race really and got the drop on him. Um, Vital Silver of old probably would have picked those two horses up but he wasn't able to. So that shows me that he's not quite, which is fair enough, which is he's not quite at, at his very, very best. But what is he now, an eight-year-old or something like that? So he's, um, he's entitled not to be uh, at his uh, optimum. So, yeah, Joey has a party. On board, he's he, he's very aggressive out the gates if he needs to be. Um, yeah, I just it's going to be very very interesting. The breeze horse is the key to this because if it rolls forward and Red Can Man can lob one one, what does that mean for Comfort Me, Terry? Oh, there's, I uh, I think I say it's like I think Sean McGrady will be looking just to follow Comfort Me. Um, he'll let. Mitchell will be aggressive out the gates, I suspect, and um, come across and get in front of Red Can Man, I would have thought. Um, Sean can be tactically smart and maybe kick up a little bit and make him work to get in front of him. Then if they see Vital Silver spearing across, Mitch can take a hold and let Vital Silver take the uh, take the, the breeze and get some cover. Uh, as you said, if, if they go that quickly, there might be a spot for Red Can Man or... Tracking, um, tracking Massimo, yeah. Tracking Massimo, so... Yeah, I don't know. I just had comfort me in the breeze. I didn't know Vital Silver would have the early speed. Might even get caught deep Vital Silver in a seven horse field if they try and do that. I don't know. Mm. It's very, um, very unique. But I, I, I just simplified I, this in regards to. Sorry, I just didn't. I can't see a, a world where Comfort Me crosses Red Can Man if if Sean doesn't want him. To. Well, I thought they'd want to. Mm, I thought that's the back. If you want to be on a back, it's Comfort Me here, isn't it? Or do they prefer, you know, the stable better than me? Do you think they'd prefer Red Cam Man Breeze? I don't think they'd prefer, but he's just so fast early. Like it's going to take a – Sean's going to have to restrain mm. Red Cam Man for Comfort Me to, to cross it. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he could have almost led the winner bottom last Saturday. He's a very, very fast horse. So May end up that Red Cam Man ends up on the back of Massimo then? Yeah, I'm just, just sort of thinking because the problem that Sean ran into last Saturday in the, win- in that the winner That means Comfort bottom, Me gets the 1-1. Maybe. Yeah, that's – that's sort of what I was thinking. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, um, which is probably a, yeah. You make a, a really you make a really good point, especially 
Comfort May is 16 to 14. Red Cam Man is 12 to 14. So there should be more spring in the step going up in trip rather than coming down. So that does make that's make sense. It's not a way I looked at it. Basically. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. But, I mean, the, the thing that short, got Sean into a bit of strife on Red Cam Man last Saturday was that he uh, he was in part of the speed battle early and then he tried to drop into the 1-1. And just in that moment he dropped into the 1-1, they came back a little bit yep. off and which got him all fired up. And then in that moment, because the pace went out of the race uh, for that section, Indian Pacific was able to come around in the three-wide line which pocketed Red Cam Man, and that's just not his go. He's not the he's not a being pocketed, get-out sprint horse. He likes to – he might have even been better off being three-wide, no cover, rolling last Saturday in the winter bottom Red Cam Man. Yeah, like, Indian Pacific the, went super in that yeah, spot, and you would yeah. have thought Red Cam Man finishes two lengths in front of Indian Pacific from that spot, just yes, knowing their racing style. Exactly. So, so yeah, so I'm sort of – depending on what they do with Vital Silver, then I've sort of – I initially, as I said, thought Vital Silver they'd be a bit they'd be a bit reluctant to go forward, knowing how much fuel he'd need to burn to get there. So if they do just sort of take their medicine along with Valor Road and, and settle uh, in the back half of the field, I've got Massimo, Red Cam Man, Soleil leaders back and come for me in the one one. I like it. Well, mm. yeah, I found this an easy race to come up with who I liked in the end, which surprised me. Valor Road, I couldn't. Um, Valor Road's the suited horse at wait for age conditions coming back from the railway. Meets Comfort Me. Five kilos better, which is it's hefty. Just can't draw a gate, poor old Valor Road. So from barrier seven, it's going to have to win from last. Uh, with the, I just don't know if if, if that's where it's at. You know, Beach. Uh, I'm definitely not going to say it can't win, but I'm willing to take Valor Road on. Vital Silver at wait for ages and up to these. Massimo, I'm going to just say maybe that's the end of his prep. Um, I actually felt that he got a really nice lead in the railway. They went about benchmark. They didn't go too quick. Dance music is the big for me. That was the big watch. Dance music beat him home by length in the railway stakes um he yeah, again they, is super wait for age he's better at the 14 they went pretty fast in the railway no about a, a length quick to the turn nah no nah, not in my figures i'm looking at here they went six, six almost 10 lengths above bench to the 400 oh hang on a minute i've got to the six hang on this is oh to the six uh so according to vince Cardi, rasmo has gone 3.4 faster than average to the 800 and then quickened from there between the 800 and 600, 3.6 lengths. So effectively seven lengths above bench to the 600. Hang on a minute. Let me just. Uh, what do you got? Just going to log into me. I'm going to log in and have a look. We'll just pause for a sec. <laughs> Leroy Loggins. Well, we've just had a bit of a pause uh, and just compared our. the. I use punting for me, is it really? Uh, just for the reviews and uh, mainly for to see how quick they've gone in some races. And there's just very big uh, differences and variances with uh, with what BJ is using here. So we're, um, yeah, we're not sure. <laughs> we're not sure. This is just, so, but, but I think, I think, I think the sticking point was the, the merit of Massimo's performance in the railway, yeah? Yeah, so yeah. let's just look at it. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to look at the fact that this, the horse in the breeze beat at home by length, dance music, okay? And that, that to me worries me a little bit, okay? And then I've got the horse in the 1-1, absolutely smacked it mm-hmm. um, in, in comfort. comfort me. Me, yeah. So look, I'm, again, um, I'm definitely, because I think back to the 14, that's Massimo's pet trip. Yep, um, I just... I didn't see enough in the railway to make me think I want to be on Massimo at its next start. I agree. Stage man, I'm going to risk at the 1400. Very simply, a horse with tricks, a horse where I think it's second in the winter bottom was, what's the word I'm after? Not a gift. It was a, a gift. That's exactly the word. Exaggerated. I'm after. It's exaggerated. That's the word I'm after. Um, so I'm going to take stage man on. That could be, again, it can beat me. Massimo can beat me. All these horses can beat me. Red can man. Um, I 
there was 28-8 was when he ran in the Memsey. Yep. 13-11, um, he ran in the Colonel Reeves. I'm always wary of sort of that, is that nine weeks? Two yeah. Weeks, about nine, yep. ten weeks. Whether he's at his best this campaign, thought he was great first up, thought he just, he, his style of race in the winter bottom, that wasn't it at all. Yep. But when he got out late, and I know it's probably not his goal with 100 to go and hit the line alongside any Pacific Flirtania, I would like to see just a bit more there. That might be asking a bit, but I'm always happy to take a horse on back from that little sort of small gap between a Melbourne campaign when I haven't seen enough. Again, hasn't, he can win. Hasn't been hasn't been perfect, yeah. No, he yeah. can win, but that's usually the way I go out. And then Saleya down the bottom, um, I actually think she can win the race. I yeah. think she's good enough to win the race. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And if she has got a limited racing career and they want to have a go at this, and good on them. I was probably a little bit harsh on it before. But, um, yeah, Saleya can win the race, but I'm purely going to take it on until I see a little bit more against um, the proven weight for age. Horses at this stage of her career post-injury. So that leaves comfort me, BJ, whether it's Breeze, whether it's 1-1, one, one, um, whether he somehow finds a spot in the back of Massimo. Um, weight swing, against, comfort me, against basically every horse in this race. Um, but very simply, he, he if, if Western Empire's literally he wins a roll by nearly two lengths. Um, he carried 60 and a half, won well. First time he picked up under 61, really nicely. The thing, the thing is he's, he's, he's carried he's weight. He's going better. He's carried weight and run fast times yes. as well. So it's not as if there have been average wins. He's actually been the, the ratings, and which meant that, which is why I liked him in the railway because his figures were so good and he dropped to 53. Um, he is, is running fast with weight. So so the weight for age thing isn't isn't even a, a query for me. That's not even part of the part of the part of the setup for me. I just think he's That's just good. he is flying. Um, that railway run was enormous. Um, obviously, ran into a superstar on the day who was just breathing fire. And there's nothing that you, sometimes you just got to say that's just too good. Coming back to this, I think Terry made a good case. The pros and cons for the opposition and really of comfort, providing he hasn't trained off or it's just one run too many, this is comfort me's race to lose. Yep, bang on. And Mitchell Payton agrees with him really well. I, I don't, one thing you know about me, but I don't really build strong affiliations with horses. Um, I don't, but I, I really like comfort me and I really like the race horse. I remember when I, I Got a bit carried away on the 23rd of October at about six bucks. And I said, this is – I priced it two bucks that day or something. And he won well. He came out at his next start, won well. I don't often follow up. I would have had Comfort Me a clear second favourite, but he drew the widest with a pickup rider. It just – it worried me in the railway stakes. And I, I was, in retrospect, really upset that the eight bucks a hole isn't something I got involved in. But I, I've been saying for a long time, I, Comfort I Me is I've black acted. type. I've backed it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Comfort me is black type, and I think I'm going to be vindicated for that belief for quite a period of time on um, on Saturday, and for it to come up wait for ages or not because he got 12, 13 points yeah, for running second, but it's two hundred thousand. Picked up two hundred thousand per second as well, so it's the equivalent of what's that five Saturday I wins? I reckon they're maybe two or three points too harsh. I agree. For one. I agree. It's, I think it's because it was a hundred plus. Did they just? It was a, it was a one hundred one plus. So maybe they just put him to. Oh, plus he won by nearly. He beat third by nearly two lengths. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I think they could take. They could have yeah. taken him to a hundred or one hundred one, yeah. and uh, not that it makes a huge. It's just yeah. Does he get penalised in set weights and penalties races now, or because he didn't win it, he doesn't? No, no. So set weights and penalties. So yeah, he's laughing. He's yeah. laughing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, comfort me, BJ. Price. Comfort, comfort me's price. Me? Price. Uh two eighty. Oh. What were you? Two eighty. Oh. Um, on the on the Daryl dot, so still three fifty around, I think. So uh, that's like a uh, is it still Gary. I don't know. Yeah, it does. And you know what? If if we get to the breeze and a red can man parks on us and, and gets past us or stage man does appreciate the fourteen hundred with a nice ride through the fence or Massimo gives a good kick or um Salaya. 
lifts to this level and beats me, so be it. Like the price is there. It's I'm just so happy being on a horse that I think is going better than all these. Um, and and Mitch will be aggressive and put him in the right spot. So um, I'm just really happy being on. <laughs> very happy. I heard very, how I very happy. I heard how I I'm so happy to be on. <laughs> Oh, I hate myself too, don't worry. <laughs> race six, the Tab Touch, Sir Ernest Lestier Classic. Listed race, 40, it's 400 metres for the three-year-olds. Always a good quality contest, Guru. Last year's Lestier was won by Kissinor Four Cheeks, who is now going around in the Kingston Town. Second in that race was Salaya, who we just spoke about in the Scahill. Third in that race is Western Empire, who is the uh, unbackable almost favorite for the Kingston Town Classic. So what a race that turned out to be last year. I think Chantour finished fourth in that race as well. Mm. So uh, definitely a launch pad to bigger and better things for the first three across the line in last year's last year. Are there it, any you're just so happy to be on here or? No, no, I don't, don't have the same. Oh. I don't have the same um, comfort me enthusiasm no. in this race. However, a little bit, I thought, I thought I'd, oh, yeah. uh, I, I marked the horse that I had on top a bit shorter than what it's currently, so. I think, yeah. we're, I think we're aligned here. Really? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm just worried about the 1400. Yes. It's an I am invincible. Uh, let's just play who am I. <laughs> who am I? I am an I am invincible mare <laughs> whose only failure, while Pike wasn't in the saddle, um, was in the Burgess Queen Stakes when I looked to get a really nice run into the race. Um, am I suspect at the 1400? Who am I? You are real danger, my on-top selection. Now, the thing with the Burgess Queen is... They went bananas mm -hmm. uh, uh, in front on that particular occasion and Real Danger hadn't been exposed to anything quite like that sort of speed. So at that level, 1,400 metres exposed to a really searing tempo, I am forgiving that. You saw what she was capable of in the Placid Art when ridden a bit more patiently, Pike surging like her to come from off come from behind sparkling blue, get up inside her, cop interference and still get past the late was an excellent performance from Real Danger, patiently handled by the wizard. Uh, Real Danger just feels like a real pike horse and I think that this is a terrific setup for her on the day. Yes, uh, I am with you. I tried to do some breeding um, for him, which is me trying to do that was a nightmare, uh, just with I'm Invincibles and blah, 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 and uh, it just basically was got too hard for me. <laughs> it was just, it was a nightmare. But uh, Real Danger was stiff in the Placid Arc, as you said. Um, I actually think this looks a really messy map. Mm. Um, this looks a real uh, Ballon d'Or, Lionel messy map here, BJ, yeah. because you've got so many horses that want the same spot. There's no real obvious leader. I don't reckon Chris Parnell will be desperate to find the fence nope. um, from barrier eight. And I think that might end up making making him a bit of a sitting duck when he has to try and get across. Ace Fire, Magic to Exceed, Pat Scott Sass, Sparkling Blue, we're in forward. I'm pretty confident they'll be aggressive and try and follow Flying Missile under yep. after it just Got to the line okay. I don't think it can out-sprint real danger, and I'll be aware of that. Uh, and stay safe will be pretty aggressive too. So you've got a lot of horses who don't necessarily want to lead, but they all want to be right there, yep. which means Flying Missile might have to use a bit more fuel to get around them. I, I, you'd love to see some intent from an ace fire or even a stay safe. I had, a, I, had ace, I had ace fire leading. Yep, yep. you'd love to see some intent. Bang, if I knew, if there wasn't a 
just an intent from one of them to do so, um, I'd be more towards sort of that part of the camp. But I think the main reason, BJ, we're getting our price real danger is because they've mismarked Ace Fire. Yep. Uh, I think it's not favourite now. Well, it depends where you look. But it was favourite for a good part of Wednesday. Um, and I just think great wins. Really love the way Ace Fire is winning at its horse races. Loved its two-year-old runs. Yeah, nice horse. It's, nice just, it's not your favourite, yep. you know. It's, it's not your favourite coming out of a class one where the race was completely and utterly set up for it to, to do what it did. So... Um, and then you go, Lewa has got to be suspect at 1,400. I think Barrier 3 could end up sticky for Paddy Carberry as well. With yeah. so many mid-range horses, he's probably going to end up near last yeah. from Barrier 3. Yeah. So I'd prefer Barrier 9 where Pikey's got options on real danger. I, I still I want to quite so, – I just think it's going to be a mess on the bend. So much has to go right for Lewa. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. Flying Missile I think could be a bit of a sitting duck at 1,400. Uh, sparkling Glow I didn't see enough from. Don't like the bottom three. Pat's got sass actually. I really liked the runner. That Pat's was got big. Sass. Big in the game. I'd love to see them lead. He's a big unit. Uh, she's a big unit. I'd love to see her, Kira, kick her out and um, and find the top. If I knew they were going to try and lead on Pat's Got Sass, which I know they're, they're, they're not, not going they're to, not going to do that. Um, I'd be keen at $23 each way, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. Um, so it leaves real danger. I think it's a mess. Anyone but Pike or, or Clint or Chris or a few others are probably, you know, but you just sort of – I'm happy to back Pike in at the $6.50 mark that he can – navigate a sticky little race in front of him and always be the last to strike. Yes. It's a bit later in the day. The Eastleys in play. If, but the thing is, if the other jockeys are aware of that, they're often going early and making their moves and it, get, it gets ugly. So, yeah, I, I think there's enough of a price there. I'm, I'm $4 real danger. Yeah, you, you almost – you sort of have a look around and thinking, who's going to be really assertive here? Mm -hmm. Who like And that really that probably should be Ace Fire. However, it won so good last start. Uh, not leading that sometimes when that happens connections can get into a bit of a mindset that it doesn't maybe have not to. roy so much maybe not roy but you know what i'm saying yeah like, it happens so roy's pretty roy's pretty good in that sense yeah um, so so i mean like that was a race with about eight leaders as yeah, well yeah they but even the start before did it lead or did it race breeze. outside breeze yeah. yeah anyway but you see you know what i'm saying and, and flying missile is uh is a roll forward horse but not necessarily a leader so yeah i just feel like they're going to be looking at each other trying to work out you lead you lead now i'll lead now i'll lead now and you know who's going to take advantage of that the, the wizard so that's how i came up with the real danger just sitting back stalking watching the race unfold bringing him bringing this filly with one big finish and it just looks like uh, she's got the closing speed and the strength and the class to get over him late yeah i agree look i'd probably have it in the twos if uh if she drew a gate yep. so 650 i'm really happy to be on board at that price stay safe uh is my second pick me too Race seven, the Ascend Sales Jungle Dawn Classic. Listed for Lisa Mayor's 1400 minutes minus Salaya. <laughs> but without Salaya, it's still a pretty decent contest. This one, this Mayor series always always uh, produces some good competitive racing. And what about that bunch finish in the Jungle Mystery? Mm. There was horses across the track. There were some unlucky runners. There was some big booming finishes. There were some horses racing up on top of the speed that got swamped late. Uh, what, do we, what do we take out of the Jungle Mist leading into, into the Jungle Dawn? Obviously the 1200 to the 1400. And two of the horses that were a bit stiff in the, uh, in the lead up Obviously, Bright Diamond and She's a Charmer, they, uh, they head the market at the moment, their first and second favourite. Bright Diamond is a uh, I Am Invincible mare as well. Would have been nice if this race was before. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's run over the 1,400. She has. Uh, it went, she's, it went good. Yeah, went pretty good. Um, she's faced She's a Charmer in the past where I think She's a Charmer was the better run. How about well. that race? Huh? 
Yeah, comfort me. Have mm. a look at that race. Yeah, I remember. Unbelievable. Yeah, retrospect suggests that I don't feel as bad about doing me dosh on Bright Dime in that day. Yeah. Um, looking back at it. But uh, yeah, what to take from that race? It was some unlucky runners. Um, the best ride and, and barrier won that race in, um, with Angelic Miss. Uh, I think that the price has been – they've totally got that wrong in a market sense for this particular race. Just, just quickly on that race that we're referring to, listeners, mm-hmm. that was the 5th of June, Belmont, in the depths of winter. Comfort Me wins. This is a 66 plus 1400. Comfort Me first, She's a Charmer second, Bright Diamond third, Angelic Miss fourth. Mm. Ticks boxes, doesn't it? Yeah, what a race. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's so you're talking about the price for uh, yeah, just uh, angelic miss is is the one thing I'm going to take out of this race at five bucks. Um, she's tremendously under the odds, um, from that barrier. She got the perfect ride from Chris Parnham. She draws worse. She's a question mark at 1400, and she's going to be giving She's a Charmer and Bright Diamond, you suspect, a reasonable head start from the barrier. So, the first thing I take is that I want to take on Angelic Miss. What price are um, you, Angelic $16. Wow. So, um, we definitely want to take her on. Um, Bam's on fire was huge as well. Can settle closer. Um, might be a little bit of a forgotten run from that race, but again, I'm. Did it go huge because it was yeah. ridden so quiet? Like, yeah. And if they bounce it out from the low draw, does it go as big? I don't know. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, hard to miss and a little bit of traffic issues as well. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the total, the weird, the, the odd runner here that. I mean, if you look back through its form, notorious, wonderful, what I love for all. Love for all, yeah. From Barrier One, if if they can. Um, Land sort of three of the fence. Again, I think they'll want to let La Ferrola settle um, yeah. and not change up a winning formula with her. Uh, she's the the point of difference runner. Most of these are coming yeah. out of the jungle mist. It's the jungle mist over the 1200. So she's a point of difference runner in that sense. Um, but yeah, from barriers three and four, there's not much secondary speed in this race, BJ. So you've got your obvious leaders are Universal Pleasure. Uh, we'll take up the running. Gunmetal um, Cray coming across. Gunmetal Cray Cray. Gunmetal Cray being out catching crayfish. Gunmetal Cray will come across uh, and land the brace. That looks pretty obvious. Leader and brace. There is no secondary speed besides Chantor. Chantor literally lands on their back and, and is the one who can sort of choose which back it wants to be on. Um, so after that, I had La Farola, Bams on Fire, Bright Diamond, She's a Charmer from 1, 2, 3, 4. Skin and Tins from 10. But, I mean, look at the other ones. you got Real Charisma. Divine Beast, Angelic Miss, Cryptic Love, Chili is hot. They're all at the back. So there's no secondary speed. So I'm oh, I'm going to go a little bit further afield. I do think I have Mark She's a Charm and Bright Diamond as my two joint favourites, mm-hmm. uh, both at around four bucks. Um, but Sean McGrady on Shanthawk, its record is phenomenal, BJ. It's um, it's just a different horse for Sean. At seven starts, five wins and a second. And a fourth, yeah. And a fourth. And yep. the fourth was behind Saleh Kissing All Four Cheeks, Western Empire and 1,400 metres. So definitely a query at the 1,400, but a bit like playing Marika a month or so ago and was really keen. This is that type of map where you've got the two leaders, just one behind it. Have a look at its runs from like last campaign. It went horrible. Noski on two weeks later. McGrady's gone on, and it's it's got the fi- it's got the fight with Hot Zed out in front, and <laughs> it was too strong for Hot Zed. Um, so look, I'm again. I, I think over fourteen hundred, she's or Bright Diamond might have the power to get over her late, but no way is she a fourteen fifteen dollar chance with the, the perfect map. The Easterly in play should suit her as well. Um, and I thought she was so good last start. It was Sean O'Donnell. I almost felt 
He had to cart up the second race because they were sort of in two segments. He then sort of went wide, then cut back to the inside. And he he finished 1.7 or 1.5 off the leader when he sort of sprinted with them. And yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put Shantalk down as a sprint with them type horse. So... Um, yeah, each way all day here at four bucks a hole for me, 14 fours. I don't, I don't even know if money will come. Might even start longer. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, each way all day. Shan talked from a speed map point of view. Expecting. She's, an, she's a charmer and um, bright diamond to be uh, very hard to hold out late. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy betting on my prices here and I'm 660 Shan talk. So each way. She's a charmer for me, Terry. Hopefully. Uh, mm. We need some resistance, the resistance to the Cerise and White juggernaut, and uh, Bright Diamond will start favourite and looks mighty hard to beat. Might start favourite. I reckon it could be she's a charm of money. You reckon? Up to the 1400. Yeah. It's the proven one over 1416. So, Patty owes him a ride as well. Uh, Patty owes him a ride, I reckon. After yeah, he does. Cup night and um, she's a charm of last two. Yeah. Uh, he's found a bit of trouble. But in saying that, that's definitely no knock on Patty because he, when he rides for Bernie Miller, I'd. You can count on one hand um, how many times they've been held up or, or been bad luck. So I had bad luck and, and a lot of Bernies are horses that require luck in running. Mm. So um, yeah, it looks an easier steer though. He could just about grab the back of Shantor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we need uh, we need to see She's a Charmer uh, take it up to the uh, Cerise and White on Saturday. They're the two for mine. I can see exactly what you're saying with Shantor. I actually had something on Shantor the other day, um, just with the map it was going to get and the price that it ended up getting out to. Um, map didn't eventuate how you'd want no. it. It would have been really interesting if it was on the back of that leading it, division. Yeah, they sort of – they didn't go that fast to the 800, but then after that they just went – yeah, it was, it was, a, it was funny a, old race. It was very, funny so the four race. four leaders sort of got away, and you're right. Um, Sean O'Donnell was caught on no man's land a little bit with Shantor, and um, even though where did it run officially seventh or something like that seventh, but it was only a whisker away from second sort yeah. of thing. So mm -hmm. um, so there was a big blanket of them uh, crossing the, the line together. So yeah, I. Uh, I I'm uh, listening to what you're saying there with Shantalk Guru, and there's a few friends of mine who'll be uh, who'll be happy to hear that you're uh, you're making a case for her. Um, but yeah, I just I feel as though this is the race for She's a Charmer. Excellent first up, went three wide, no cover the entire in that uh, very fast Wilchino race. Then probably was one of a number of horses who could say that they should have almost won the Jungle Mist the other day. But from four up to the fourteen, like Terry said, there, there shouldn't be that secondary speed so there's going to be no shouldn't really be much traffic for her to navigate from the that position. The only issue in that sense is if the, the leaders and Chantor get away whether she has to do a cut uh, there could be a bright diamond or her having to do a cut up job just yeah. about you know that's probably the only sort of or if there's a skinny, skin and tins that rolls forward well, and creates a I'm, three I'm wide hoping, line you know? oh I'm hoping skin and tins gets in between them and stops yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah okay mm. I see what you're saying so, I'd love to see McGrady into clear air on straightening and giving Shantalk a chance of being yeah. tough over 14. Yeah, it was just that last 100 metres of the 14 which concerned me with Shantalk. I but, agree, yeah. But um, if uninterrupted run, unimpeded, full flow, she's a charm. I think she's the strongest. Uh, I reckon this is her race. I um, yeah. If I was betting purely the horse I think most likely to win, I'd be with you. She's okay. a charmer, I think. Um, yeah, interesting to see how much Bright Diamond comes on. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you think she should have won? Who was the most unlucky in the Jungle Mist, do you think? Uh, me, <laughs> me, <laughs> me, because I, uh, because I, um, I wanted to be on Angelic Miss, and as you know, I'm a prize punter, and yeah. I sold weight, and it got backed in, so I couldn't have a cent on under my rules. So I backed the layer. <laughs> I sat deep the trip at twenty to one around second. Mm. So me, BJ. Okay. Oh, I don't know who was unlucky. It's probably um, 
Those two. Yeah, I feel as though Bright Diamond probably wins with yeah, uh, if, those they're, two. if they're running in lanes. But Pike uh, never pulled the stick. Carberry did pull the stick. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all yep. unfolds. There's second. not much between them. Okay, here we go, Terry. It's the big one million dollar Group One Drummond Golf Kingston Town Classic. Weight for age, 1,800 metres, has been won by some of our very best racehorses, our very best jockeys, and our very best trainers. Western Empire is trained by one of the very best, ridden by one of the very best, and could he be? There's a lot of very bests here, isn't could there? Could he be one of the very best to emerge from Western Australia, Terry? Just, he just looks like he could be the heir apparent to our, uh, our best racehorse. Good, better, best, never let it rest. Yeah. So you good is better and you're better is the best. Uh, yep, he's pretty good. We all know he's good. I, I'm actually sick of talking about Western Empire. It's a really good racehorse. Where's Cerise and White? Good on you. Um, speed map point of view, what does he do? Did you back him for the Cox Plate? No, I couldn't get on. I tried to. Yeah. I tried to get on. When did you try to get on? It was fifty-one dollars. Prior to or after the railway? Prior to, before I sent out my article when I said he's gonna, and before Bet Betfair sent the email out to everyone that said. Um, so what price was he? Fifty-one. It was still fifty-one on the day, was it? No, 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 no. Uh, before, uh, like four days before the railway. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'll say I told you so. That's yeah. as good. That's better than money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh dear! When he starts at dollar sixty in the Cox Plate. So, but um, one thing, we, one thing we can agree on is the barrier draw has it's good. Has, it's good. Yeah, it's a cracker. Yeah, because the the main dangers that can utilise the the draw have drawn nicely. Um, kiss and searching and to a lesser degree dance music. Um, the speeds there. Yeah. What, what, what do you reckon they do map wise? Because there's no there's no obvious gap there. Dancing and search should be leader leaders back if trap for fools and two close to sun and one two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'd, I'd just snag. Yeah, I think just ride him. It's only a ten horse field. I'd just snag. snag. Ride him quiet. Ride him like the best horse in the race. Let him do his thing. And he just... does have tactical speed though. He jumps real well. Imagine he like. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it could be. I, I'm just hoping he gets caught deep for the sake of. Yeah. I'm hoping he almost hoping he gets caught deep and wins because that'd be. Impressive. Yeah. First time late for age. Especially he's a, even in the railway, considering how fast they were going, which is debatable depending on which <laughs> which sectional provider you oh, use. But he was even as a, he I'm was, not a big numbers he, man, so you're probably uh, he was he was still so strong. Reading it wrong. And there was a moment in the race down the back straight about the eight or nine hundred where he almost Pike had to get him three wide for a stride just to take another hold so he could get him to come back underneath him. Like He was traveling so strong. Mm. So I think the only thing that can bring Western Empire undone is begins too well for himself, gets caught three wide and pull and you know pulls himself into the ground. If too close to sun crosses trap for fools, as it's not impossible he lands in the breeze yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, we saw him get done in so, that manner so, when he was so to, to avoid races. that. You just, you just got totally to snag. You don't come fall. out thinking, yeah. "Oh, let's try and find land in sixth rather than in." You, can, you can't, you can't deny William Pike's genius, but even he knows that this horse has got a bit on these. Like it's a dollar forty, hundred percent. It's a dollar forty. So why, why even take the risk of? Do you know, do you know how I'm going to get beat by, by if this unfolds? Yeah. But if I do this, then that's not a possibility. If you know what I mean? So, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. But um, yeah, no, should be winning for the sake of the race. I'm really glad the barrier draw occurred in the in the manner it and, did. And he's, gonna, he's probably going to be behind. I'd like to see Regal Power, I know the stable mates, I'd like to see Regal Power hold oh, one man. off and mate Western Empire come from behind him. I think Paddy Carberry, if he can, like, you know, just let's see let's see what Western Empire can do, you know, make it hard for him. But it's hard when you're the stable mate. You should mate. start from the 2000s. Hey, 
Yeah, staggered stuff. Staggered stuff. Oh, the, uh, the bag weights <laughs> over in the greys over in the UK. Um, yeah, look, from a place point of view, Regal Power is very popular for, for second. Um, understandably so. Wait for age. Looks to be back and happy. Um, obviously, it's the mid-trial prep. Mid-prep trial, sorry, rather than a race. Probably not the greatest conditioning going into it, but your, your background liner in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as you would majority of the time. Um, but again, he's going to be last. So um, if, if the leaders can monitor and run this race well, if a horse like Too Close to Sun can give a kick at the right time um, with the Eastland play, you never know, they might be able to um, steal a break and yeah. hang on to second or third. But um yeah, it's it looks all over. I've I've already written my piece where I sort of searched for a bet. I wouldn't be diving into passionately anyone that read that. Um, notorious one. I, I just love Clint Johnson and Porter going back on a horse that I think he gets lengths out of. Do you reckon, I got I reckon he got held held up the entirety of the straight. Have no, he watched? was just on one rein. Like he just yeah, but he, he watched the head on. He, yeah. In, yeah, it was such but it a, was, it wasn't because kissing it wasn't, off four cheeks was laying out yeah, just a little bit as well. It was drifting, yeah, he just had to let it get back to the inside and go. And I reckon he runs. Um, I reckon he runs third if if he does that. So, uh, with Clint Johnston Porter going back on board, I'm I'm expecting this recent white pair to run one too. Um, so I think it's a battle between Notorious One. Too close to sun to a lesser degree and kissing all four cheeks and searching rocks. For third. For third, I'm mm. going to back in Notorious One, which I think won't who's be popular. Long, who's the longest of the three? Notorious too close. Two, oh, the four. Two, oh, too, too close, close to sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had too close to sun. Long so do you reckon too, too close leads? I had him leading. I think if the stable was smart, they'd take a sit on Trap for Fools and get Trap for Fools to drop back through the field. So, Robot. so yeah, and just have it in there as a get Bradford Willer to just throw his arms out. Um, yeah, who knows? Trap for Fools obviously been had trial, trial, trial leading and being belted along. So, um, yeah, who knows? They should, have a, they Fools, should have a plan Trap going into Fools it. Trap for Fools last in the Kingston Town last super. year. And then it came out and won the uh, Cox Stakes by – oh, uh, no, won the Towton. Towton yeah. Won the Towton by three. So, or yeah, yeah, Nerf boss was stiff, so – um. Yeah, notorious one. A little place bet, but I'm not really. It's a shame. Overly involved here. It's a shame that um, Western Empire was just so so dominant in the railway that it's it's taken a bit of the bit of the gloss of what is usually our best race, the Kingston Town Classic. I'm not the gloss. You know what I'm trying to say. Just 100. So no, ten like runners. 100 the gloss. Only ten runners. Horses have gone to the paddock. Horses have changed their programming to avoid this horse. Um, very, very rare that you see a, a price like this in a race like this, and he's probably definitely deserves the dollar forty mark that he's uh, going to start at. And really, I think the way that Terry's talking is, if you can even like Travis Murray, as Lockie said on the was it Lockie or Riley Morgan said on the Mastermind that, and I think even you were talking about it earlier in the week. The Regal Power Place price was probably the way yeah. to go. You know, so you're not going to get that opportunity again. It, I don't think it just feels a bit. It feels a bit sad for me that we're talking about, you know, like the who can I back who, to run? Through? Who can I back to run? Through? Uh, and I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm more the fact it's a Group One, and I feel like I need to push something to some degree. I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm not all that uh, perturbed if if Notorious One starts two eighty a place. I won't back it. So. For me, for the race sake, I'd like to see Western Empire drop out. Uh, Pike just just sort of give us the. The full range to see what this, what's really under the hood, going to be go around the whole field. I imagine he's still going to be have a lap for the horse on straighten him and let him loose, and um, might be the last time we see him in WA. He might be uh, part of oh, the yeah, new, part of the it. new Grant Alana Victoria Stable I'll in twenty twenty two. They'll give Regal Power the cock stakes, I reckon. Yeah.
Oh, they could give Western Empire the Cockstakes. No, he's definitely going out. Is he? To, uh, according uh, to Bob. So. Well, they'll give they'll give they'll give Regal Power the Cockstakes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So well, I guess we'll uh, depends which way that you really want to look at this race. Do you want to just, um, I guess, welcome a uh, Western Empire? and just be all aboard this fellow and just ride his coattails when he takes on the big guns over his next year or do you uh are we we cheering for the upset i think uh, i think some of us would like to i'm cheering for the upset, cheer for the upset. openly yeah. notorious one each way i'm not even go place and i'm not place only anymore mm. it was convinced me yeah, yeah. boil over Think right. about the race call. I'll race you home for third for can of coat, kiss on all four cheeks. All right, so, I'll take I'll take right. that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna say search and it would have been touch and go, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll take you there. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's the uh that's the Kingston Town Classic <laughs> preview. It's it's hard, it's hard, isn't it? Preview on the race when yeah. it's just like this. So um but yeah, we yeah, we could be witnessing the, the Cox Plate winner in action twelve months ahead of time. So anyway. All right, BJ, it's now time. For a competitive race as well, but it's a competitive get-out stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, and it's proudly brought to us by who, BJ? Market City Meats, mate. Where are they located? Well, you can find them at the Canning Vale Markets out on Bannister Road in Canning Vale. Now, Market City Meats, Timmy Hewitt, he was at the races last Sunday, as was Ian Butchie O'Connor. We had the, the whole... The whole combination was out there. Oh no, they were. Yeah, yeah. Butchie was. Uh, Butchie was in good nick. He wasn't. Then again, he probably thought I was in good nick too. So. <laughs> I, I think I dropped. I gave Butchie a lift after the races. He was in. He was in very good order. But Timmy Hewitt, he was. Uh, he was out at at Ascot on Winter Bottom Day, and uh, good man Timmy and runs the uh, runs a good show out there at Market City Meets. So make sure that you drop in and uh, get all sorted and all organised for a big December in front of the barbecue, Terry. Mm. So um, last week on episode 104, the uh, yeah Get Out Stakes was claimed by none other than Tommy Johnston. Guru, did you say that? Tommy Johnston, he, uh, of course, he's uh, one of our young guns. He's a Mastermind 2.0 winner. Now he's a Get Out Stakes champ. He was uh, nearest the pin with his Beret 0.42 length prediction. So congratulations, Tommy. Another fill-up. The 1-1's been good to some of these lads, hasn't it? Oh, Fair dinkum. Absolute fill-up. So, uh, yeah, he was too good. Tommy Johnston, now to enter this week's edition, episode 105, Get Out Stakes. Let us know who you think will win. Race night at Ascot on Saturday. At one one pod on Twitter, who wins? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and we can never ever forget the Sam White rule. Uh, first in, best dressed. I had nothing funny. A time to go there. Yeah, I was still trying to do form for this last race. Who's going to win? No, 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 I've done me form. I just uh, who's going to win? Uh, not expressionist. Cliffy um, Green, Stevie Parnham. Lethal yeah, Benji's. That's my tip for the last. Yeah, I think you are. I think you might be right. I'm. Um, as I said, I'm still weighing up a lot about this certain event. I'm thirteen dollars expressionist. I'll kick off there. Um, <laughs> I thought that that couldn't have been a worse. Oh, I'm serious. <laughs> that couldn't awesome. have been a worse form. That could not have been a worse form reference. It's. Remember how we were saying how bad that race was. I've tipped my squeeze, Louise. You've tipped Brave Angel. They've both been beaten four thousand lengths. The pair of them. Um, and Concord Zone was stiff and come back at it again on the line. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Malfoy Bellantone came from last round third or something. Yeah, like that. along yeah. the fence. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, BJ, but that form reference is a, a big no no. Up Dog to the 59 and a half. It goes up two and a half kilos, finds a harder race. 
18, 18 back to a mile as well. Yeah, I'll give it up if expression yeah. wins the last, I reckon. Pike's chose wrong. I think he's on the second best. Not that yeah. I like memorable miss either, by the way, yeah. but I think he's uh he's Yeah, I, I thought that he would have written memorable miss. Actually. Yeah, not that I think either are going to be super stars. Memorable miss got the perfect race set up. They went mad at in front. West River Miracles chopped out. Dias got in trouble and it just sort of fell in past and down the outside. But. Well, Benji's in that race, Benji's actually looked home. Oh, sort that's of just, what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, it was, just, it it was, was over, right? Yeah, it was, and then he had a little bit of a stargaze. Yeah. So I've gone straight away. I'll put the shades on him, Cliffy. Scrolled down to the gear changes. Guess shades what? on. What's he done? Cliffy? Put the shades on. He'll be less green with the shades <laughs> on, won't he? Hey, Cliffy. Mate. Um, didn't, yeah. he, didn't he, didn't he uh, wander when he hit the front? Yeah. Stargaze. Yeah, he start, and because he had to give a little bump to get out. And when yeah. he got out, he, um, yeah. And the fact Magnificent Andy, who he, basically walked past at the top of the straight, came back at him again, was a real sign of a horse who maybe was out of condition first up, 60, 60, 60 and a half. Yeah. Um, and also, um, yeah, didn't like hitting the front that early. So, look, Cliffy Green doesn't – he trains a few winners in town, definitely. This is a little bit of an Atlantis Beach type of mm. feel about it. Um, yep. Benji's still got a bit to learn, but obviously those runs in the um, – those runs in the features. Yeah, he was in the um, uh, Raconteur and the Belmont Guineas. The yep. winter, yeah, I think in the Raconteur it was just Billy Ain't Silly Graceful Girl and She's God to You, the ill-fated. Mm. Uh, very sadly, She's God to You, which beat her home. And then she was huge in the um, – she ran the quickest last six in the Belmont Guineas in a race with She's a Charm and Chili is Hot. Uh, more names, 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 Kerman Rock, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she ran the quickest last six. He ran the quickest last six um, as well. So, yeah, look – Benji's, I think. I just, I just again, I was would liked a little, a few more bucks. Bit, bit, bit of juice. Oh, I yeah. Thought, yeah, I thought well, this is what okay. I what, what, what did you want and what were you expecting? I think I'm about $5, Benji's. Yep. So the six fifty is probably, uh, it's probably there. But I, some races I don't mark with much confidence. So yeah. it might be funny. You might hear me say a 220 and I'll back it at 230 because I'm marking a race with real confidence and that's sort of a, a no for my price. And then this, obviously, I know that I'm underpriced with the overpriced with expressionists. So the yep. market's got to allow for that. Um. Yeah. No. We'll see. I don't know. I've got a few over mine. Bragwell. I've got. I was five. I've got, I was five dollars. Yeah. There you go. So we're benches. about. We're about the same mark. I got Bragwell equal favourite. Um. Miles a question mark for me. But it's the form around Beret, Ginger Flyer. It was a bit stiff last start, getting held up at a key moment. McGrady's real good from those gates. He comes across underneath Karanis, finds a spot just behind him. Mm-hmm. Um. He runs your honest race. Uh, doesn't win too many, but this is as weak as he's going to find. Yep. Downforce, um, I, I probably can't do it to myself again, but downforce with 58 in this type of grade, this is, geez, two starts ago, 2.8 lengths comfort me, BJ. Uh, last start had the back of Beret, a bit disappointed seven days ago. I thought it was a bit of a flat run last A bit Saturday. disappointed, yeah. yep. And the seven day at the mile, the mile, seven days, no issue, the mile's a slight concern too, so maybe look around it. Uh, look, if Karana's drew barrier two, three, four, five, that would have been me each way, double yep. figures, yep. Um, but from barrier 11, has a bit of a Laurentinio feel from seven days ago, Beach, mm. and probably ends up in, in the cheap seats. So, yeah, look, um, Benji's Bragwell. Benji's, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see Bragwell win for mm. connections, but, yeah, I'm uh, – Maybe the money comes for Benji's now as well. <laughs> I don't know. Like you think, Well, you do the form for the race, and expressionist has to go out the door. Has to, has to, I has to drift. I know. It, just the fact, just the fact that it's a very average race brings memorable miss right Yeah, and memorable miss. You know, from one, one CJP, cuddle, 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 cuddle sort of work. Uh, yeah, mile as well, sort of third up. You know, the uh, the Peters horses are like as soon as 
mile plus. So, yeah, I, I would have thought memorable miss was a more of a winning chance expressionist for mine. So, yep, I agree. Yep. Pikey doesn't often get it wrong, but he has got it wrong plenty of times in the past. There's been a lot of occasions where Chris or uh, even Brad Parnham, who did Brad beat? Disposition, Brad rode disposition. No, Brad rode one. Pikey was on the wrong horse. Yeah, he's done that. He's done one a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a couple of those. Especially in the Phillies division. So. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, Benji's on top for me. I'd like to see Bragwell go well. So um, hopefully, uh, yeah, Wolfie can uh, get one in town. But, uh, yeah, I just think, think this is set up really nicely from the good draw and it'd be nice to see Stevie Parnham uh, ride a winner on uh, Kingston Town Classic Day, a day that he's made his own. Certainly. Over has, the years, four-time winner of the Kingston Town Classic, Stevie. So, mm. um, yeah, this is uh, this is set up for him to go out, to get out stakes on a, on a high. KC playing God times two and it's him? Correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'll go with Benji's as well. It's the horse with the most upside. The blinkers, I, I, the fact that I've said, oh, put them on and go and scroll down and saw them, they're like, it's, yeah, it's. They're cliffing you. Cliffing you, exactly <laughs> right. I, I saw I just, I just, saw him nom for two races on Sunday as well. I thought, why are you? This is a late. No, it's not, no he's already been withdrawn oh, both. No, no, he's already been withdrawn from both. Good so, um, yeah, look, yeah, 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 yeah. Benji's. <laughs> <laughs> Benji's. I am convinced myself. I'll uh, talk myself more. I'll talk myself more into it as the uh, the day goes on. But yeah, Benji's. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back with our best, our Maddies, and our lays for Kingston Town Classic Day. We return with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. The Perth Racing Guru, your Betfair best. Uh, I'll make my Betfair best propping propping <laughs> proposition of the day uh, a horse that. Um, <laughs> And I think I've made my best of the day to its last three starts. Comfort me. Yeah. Race number, race number Scahill. I'm uh, in a full alignment with you there, Terry. Comfort me. Uh, my best actually on sports bet that uh, I locked in as part of my leg up was Macanto. Mm-hmm. Macanto. Uh, sort of wob- bit of Troy. Just sort of wobbled a little bit with the uh, with the with the pattern of the day. Mm. So if you, but I hope I don't talk you out of it. Then it shits in. Yeah. Well, um, I'll probably still back it. But in terms of Betfair best. Comfort me. Who's yep. your uh, who, who's your uh, lay of the day? My lay of the day is uh, expressionist in the last BJ. If you if you might have guessed, uh, yeah, expressionist in the last. Just repeating myself three times. Uh, I'm going to take on Acefire in the Serenus Lestia. Oh, that's a that's a cheap one. Is it? No, it's good. No, it's Why favorite. Is it cheap? No, it's favorite. Because yeah, no, I just it's just yeah, it's a good takeoff. I just I'm just probably annoyed I missed it. That's all. <laughs> 450, 440 uh, currently. Uh, I suspect it's going to probably. That's, this is a, at one o'clock on Thursday. I suspect it's going to ease from there. Maybe not, yeah. but yeah. Um, that's my uh, lay of the day. Maddie, for those playing along at home, we're looking for a horse currently 20 to 1 plus, $21. Guru, what do you think? Oh, I was gonna, what do you got? I'm going to go. This is completely out of left field. It was a real challenge to find a Maddie mm-hmm. at this moment in time. However, I found one and I'm fudging a dollar. But uh, this horse's trials have been encouraging. He's coming off, uh, coming back from a, uh, a, is recovering from a setback because it was supposed to race two weeks ago. Race one, number 13, Vampy at play. I uh, didn't think its trial behind left the building, was that far inferior to left the building last start. Steve Yepanem on board. It's going to be alongside Nunez in the run. I wouldn't be surprised to see Vampy at, sorry, start again, Vampy at play, uh, flashing at them late. Currently best available, $20. 
All right. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm battling fine as well. Not not many over my price in the, the double-digit range. Mm. Looking forward to the day we start tipping value runners again. Uh, look, Pat's got sass. Probably slightly over my price at twenty three dollars, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the boil over one that's only gonna drift from its current price. Notorious one in the Kingston town. Very uh, good. I thought you were gonna go with be- um, with Grand Design actually. Yeah, couldn't done. Um, no, I just I don't know. I just want Bob to get beaten. So notorious one. It's it was gonna happen. Enough Western Bob, Empire three deep. No cover outside the speed loom. It's gonna win easily. Like truly great. Yeah. Remember Nerf Boss? So remember this, Nerf Boss on yeah. its back? Is and this, then Clint Johnson and Porter hanging, 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 hanging. Gets to the inside. It's a boil over in the Kingston town. Oh, Clint Johnson and Porter up in the saddle. The Dan Jemmy's celebrating wildly in the rock magic bar to all hours of the morning. Yeah. Escorted off the premises. Oh, there we racing security. Yeah, we just escorts everywhere. Um <laughs> so uh yeah, well. This this could have truly great Perth Cup vibes to it, Terry. Mm. Uh, imagine that. Jeez, Betfair in run would be fascinating if uh, Western Empire gets caught three wide, no cover uh, in transit. Probably so. on the short and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so looking forward to Kingston Town Classic Day. Mm. Drew, you're not going to be on course. No, I got a friend's going away party up in the Swan Valley, so I'll be uh, tuning in via mobile handheld devices. Um, but no, I know a few of the lads are heading out there, so I hope they enjoy it. Go well. Good luck to Kira as well, who's wasted very hard. Tried the 50 uh, kilos, To get yeah. down to the 50 kegs. I probably should have mentioned that in a bit more depth, but um, that's a huge effort um, for her. So good luck to, to that team. And, um, yeah, how about you? You out? Uh, I think, yeah, one of my good friends is a part owner of Red Cam Man, so I might go out and uh, watch the Sky Hill. I'll probably go out and watch the four features and come home because we've got the Christmas pageant on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, hey, are you yeah. performing? Are you got a flight yourself <laughs> or the one, the one, one flight? The one, one flight. Going? <laughs> uh, no, the Christmas tree went up last yeah. night, actually, December yep. December 1, and my son Lachlan was filthy. There was no presents under the tree this morning. Fair so enough, too. He, uh, he's not really the patient type, so he's uh, going to struggle to last the uh, 23-odd sleeps until Christmas Day. So uh, that was uh, that was good fun. But anyway, we're getting into the spirit of things, the festive season, mm. Guru. Oh, hopefully we can deliver a few winners for the listeners, BJ. Very good. Uh, thank you to the uh, to Lockie and Dot Dot uh, for coming on this week's Mastermind <laughs> Cracking <laughs> it's, Edition. It's just Dot Dot now. Dot Dot Goose. Uh, <laughs> no, Cracking Edition. Um, photos being called for still, so we'll have that print. Oh, yes. And we'll announce that result um, when our uh, third umpire with Jen yes. um, goes through. But, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to, to hearing <laughs> that maybe Lockie got the, the bob. That, I'd love that if that's what they come through. The print says that the L was before the R. Soft, well, the, soft, the, the soft the chicken, L, the chicken or, or the egg, the soft L, the, the hard L, R. Yeah, exactly right. The soft L, the hard R. And I reckon when we're we're talking about soft L's and hard R's, it's time to call it a day. So until next week on the one one.